Quarantine, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season three, episode 11, Barefoot at Cape Fest. <laughs> Ooh, hello. Here we go. Uh, this so wild. <laughs> it's a ride. Um, yeah. This was written by Bonnie Schneider and Hadley Davis, who wrote None of the Above, the third episode yeah. of yeah, season yeah, three. Yeah. So nice their names. Yeah. You know, two episodes that vie for my worst episode of mm-hmm. the season. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. No mm-hmm. offense. <laughs> Um, but it's definitely not one of the stronger ones. Yeah. So it's better than the last one. The lot, I think the last, uh, you know, uh, close encounters, encounters of, of the first close encounters time. of the clo- whatever. That's also why I hate it. The name's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. 310. I think my, there's one that yours. is a, a contender, uh-huh. but 310 might be my least favorite Your one. Least favorite. I mean, there's one coming fair. up that there's I'm one. like, fuck this one. <laughs> Ooh, intrigue. We can't wait to, to get to it. <laughs> stay um, tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, this is directed by Jan Eliasberg, who directed episodes of LA Law, 21 Jump Street, Parenthood, which I love. Yes. And Nashville, which Ugh. Aaron and I spent years watching Queen, together. Queen Connie. Queen in our Queen, our Connie Britton fan club with two of yes. our other friends. Yes. Um, so this originally aired on January 12th, 2000. Hello. Hello. We made it through Y2K. I know. Welcome to the millennium. Hey. <laughs> Don't email us. We know that the 2001 is the first year of the millennium. Yeah. Don't email us like about it. Stupid argument because we're high school class in 2001. <laughs> so we're like, no, we're the first. We're the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, description from Wikipedia. Dawson experiences an identity crisis when Nikki emerges as filmmaking competition. And Joey experiences her own crisis when Dawson won't open up to her about the pain of his parents' divorce. Meanwhile, Jack's first efforts to hit on another boy are rebuffed. Pacey and Andy uncomfortably find themselves sharing the same after-school activity, and Jen finally sees that she may have passed up the, cha- the chance at something special with Henry. That's like the most accurate one. Uh, that's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, my history is mysteries. On January 4th, Mm-hmm. Alan Greenspan is nominated for a fourth term as U.S. Oh, wow. Federal Reserve Chairman. How'd that go, Hensley? <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> How'd that really turn out? Wrote his reputation. <laughs> oh, just keep interest rates low and like don't really, you know, take an eye on predatory lending. No, no, no. Why? I mean, oh, no. couldn't nothing no, no, could no. go wrong with that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, January tenth, two thousand. America Online announces an agreement to purchase Time Warner for a hundred and sixty-two billion dollars the largest ever corporate merger that's weird because a few episodes ago we had the other largest corporate merger uh-huh yeah it's almost like the night the 90s slash now the the aughts were a little out of yeah. control i don't think we're like really using our antitrust laws anymore <laughs> no no we've we've done away with those <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. pesky little things <laughs> um 
January 12th, 2000, Attorney General Janet Reno rules that a child rescued by the Coast Guard, oh, yeah. Elian Gonzalez, yeah. must be returned to his father in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 14th, 2000, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closes at 11,722 at the peak of the dot-com bubble. Right. January 14th, 2000, again, um, the United Nations International Criminal Tribunal sentences five Bosnians Croats to up to 25 years in prison for the 1993 killing of more than 100 Bosnian Muslims. Yeah. Yeah. There's a situation in China that they should probably be alerted to this ICC. I'm just going to say. I mean, there's a situation in the U.S. that they should I really mean, pursue. There's uh, as well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so the number one movie is Stuart Little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to tell you, I took Italian in college. Um, uh-huh. And my, my um, you know, when they're teaching you how to say, I'm afraid of, in Italian, that's o paura, o paura de. And uh-huh. my Italian teacher was afraid of Stuart Little. <laughs> She, it always reminds me of Stuart Little. Yeah, Opa Ura de Stuart Little. That always reminds me. Julia Centineo um, was her name. Oh, oh, great, fabulous Italian teacher. Um, anyway, so number one song for the final week. Oh, thank God. Is <laughs> "Smooth" by Santana featuring Good Rob riddance. Thomas. Good riddance. Goodbye to you. Yeah. Goodbye to everything you do. Um, yeah. Okay, so the number two song is Brian McKnight. Oh. Back to one. Does he make it to one? He got robbed. God. Fucking Santana. Santana. I mean, I love Carl. I want to say, I want to be real clear and specific. Yeah, yeah. I love Carlos Santana. Yeah, yeah. He's now that Prince is gone, he's musician. probably the best guitar living guitar player. Uh-huh. Um, however, <laughs> that song is too much. Too yeah. much. Um, also, the the Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty is not my favorite singer. Um, yeah, yeah. So number three, still Jessica Simpson's "I oh Want to Love You Forever." Yeah, yeah. So I will give you the number four, <laughs> which is "My Love Is Your Love" by Whitney Houston. Fuck yeah! That video slams too. Yeah, yep, yep. Fuck. So. Yeah, God. I'm gonna say Aaron, I miss her every day. I can't tell you how often when I'm cooking, I do the lion's share of the cooking um, in the house I'm in. Uh, I uh, I just like put on the bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. And just so like if we, during quarantine at the very beginning, we were like doing a lot of heavy drinking. Yeah, <laughs> and Fair. At, like it would always reach a point after a certain amount of mezcal where we would fucking <laughs> put in the bodyguard, mm-hmm. blast it, and sing along. I mean. Sing like it, yeah, I want to tell you. I want to tell you that I'm sorry. To, sorry to those people. Yeah. Um. I want to tell you that I wore out the bodyguard soundtrack on cassette not mm-hmm. once but twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah I listened to it so much. Only side A. Several CDs of it. Yeah. Yeah. Only side A because that was the Whitney Houston side. Side yeah, B had yeah, other yeah. people. I didn't care no, about no, that. We always then skip. We have a three disc changer. Oh, sure. So we go to the next CD. Sure. Just next CD. Mm. Yeah. Fair. So which like. Often during quarantine, relevant to this episode, was uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, mm, that is relevant mm. to this episode. Yes. I'm yes. glad you've said something. Mm-hmm. Don't think that I didn't note that poster. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to open at Cape Side High School. Yeah. And Dawson and Joey 
like I guess we're supposed to think they're friends again, right? Yeah, they're like they're like meandering back towards their friendship. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're like hanging out, and they're jo- Dawson's like Joey's giving Dawson a hard time. Like, don't you already have a fucking camera? Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And like, this is again a, a reminder that they don't really understand each other because Dawson's like, no, 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 like there's all kinds of different cameras right. and like they do different things and right. they get a different effect. And like, I want this specific camera and I'm going to rent it from the, f- film, the lab, film lab. It's um, like, this school is wild. Yeah. This school is <laughs> like, I went to a rich school. We didn't have this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I went to, I, I mean, I guess you have to have a film program. So maybe like some schools that have, yeah, like invest, you have to, you can only invest your money in so many places. Sure. 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 We invested ours in science and technology, so we had a lot of weird-ass shit like that, but, Mm -hmm. like, renting out this, like, expensive-ass camera. Yeah. No, my school, no, that was not something. We had a wood shop, but that was it. Um, And didn't have that. We had silk screening. Oh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had wood shop. I made some things. I'm I'm pretty handy with a a bandsaw. Um, So... He's so like, I want a 16, this 16 millimeter camera. And Nikki is there <laughs> in the equipment He's like, room. how rich he is. He's going to get like 16 millimeter film. And yeah. okay. Anyways. And Nikki's there and, he, and she tells Dawson that the camera is a real beauty. Like this yeah. camera is great. And Dawson's kind of like shook. Like, what, what are you doing here, Nikki? <laughs> and she's like cleaning up the film or like, you yeah. know, de- like dealing with the, in the film equipment. lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah. And, and he's like, I'm here for the camera. Um, I need it. And yeah. she's like, ah, uh, no, nah, it's checked out. And yeah. he's like, uh, that can't be. Who would check it out? Like, when did they check it out? It's due back today. I'm the white film nerd with all the privilege here. <laughs> he's like really not happy. And she's like, well, it's actually checked out for the next four weeks straight. Yeah. And Dawson's like, well, there's a one week maximum. And Nikki says she cleared this with Mr. Jordan. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, again, remember, like, even though I'm a black woman, I also have privilege. So (laughs) it's hard. It's hard for Dawson to follow. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's hard when like a white man has to see that someone else has privilege. Mm, Like, It is mm. hard. Um, And so I feel very sorry for Dawson, how tough that must be. Um, (laughs) And so Dawson's like, well, but you checked out the camera like you're the one. Yeah. you. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and he he literally is like when is it my turn <laughs> well because she's like yeah there's a, a he's like well there's a project i want to start working on and she's like yeah there's a project i am working I'm already on. working on yeah you know yeah and and like i am sympathetic to him like yeah, yeah, this, yeah. these situations are frustrating no matter like you know privilege aside you're like right. wait a minute the rules are one week at a time right so what the hell? Like, you know, this is why privilege is bullshit, you know? <laughs> right, right. And you're like, what the fuck, you know? And yeah. she's just like, yeah, no, I'm doing it for a month, I, whatever, you know? And but like... Also, there's this part of me that's like, if you were going to start on a project, mm-hmm. okay, and you're in a film class, like, wouldn't everyone kind of know where you were at with that project and that, like, you were about to need a camera, like, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing I was saying last episode is Dawson doesn't know how to collaborate. He doesn't like he has this film class where he could have film nerd peers right. and he doesn't, you know, like he saw Cliff as competition. He sees the, pe- you know, he saw the people in his classes like oh, you're stupid. You know, you don't understand anything about film, you know, yeah. so he doesn't see them as being like contemporaries or like someone that could like 
give him notes. I mean, as we saw in the last episode, Nikki yeah. gave him actually really good notes yeah. for his movie. And he's still not quite there with her because he's like very clearly frustrated and she, yeah. and, and is like, you know, okay, when can I have the camera back? And Nikki, I mean, to Nikki's credit, she is definitely like pushing his buttons quite yeah, like, deliberately. Yeah, no, she's like, this guy's been an, nothing but an asshole to me. So <laughs> she's like, when I'm fucking done, dog, sit yeah, down. Yeah. And Dawson's like, well, when's that going to be? And then Nikki just pulls out this fucking gem of a line. <laughs> she said, Phil, she says, filmmaking is not fast food, Dawson. You can't rush it. And yeah. and Joey Potter's face <laughs> gives breathes oh, yeah. life into me. Because she totally forgot that like when they get to the film lab, um, Dawson's like, oh, Joey, you remember Nikki. And she's like kind of fake nice to her. Like, I couldn't tell if they, I like... I couldn't tell either. I was like, I couldn't she, tell what the thing was. Is she somewhat nice to her? Or, like, I, it was it was a definitely interesting exchange. And or, I, like... When I first saw it, I thought one way, and then as the episode go on, I, like, saw it differently. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I, I mean, I, I see where you're headed with that. But, mm-hmm. like, I also couldn't tell if it was, like, the show was, like, Joey and Nikki met for, like, two fucking seconds, and we didn't really see it on the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, like, they have to, like, be like, no, remember no, these people know each other you know like yeah they definitely have to read me you know but you would totally do that you'd be like you remember this person you met in passing on the train but like like, my thing is like in my head they got on the train dawson joey and nikki all sat together on the way home and like chatted and had a had a you know few hours together yeah but in my head that's what happened that's what you would have done (laughs) if you were i mean true true and and i'm not what i would have done too yes Um, yes but but Joey, Joey gives this face like she knows she can tell that Nikki has his number and she's uh-huh. like a little bit entertained by that. Yeah. Like she can. She's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put him in his place. Yep. Like, OK, interesting. Yeah. So we go to the market then. Yeah. After, after the, the credits. credits. Yeah. And Jack and Jen are grocery shopping <laughs> for cereal and have a great conversation about cereal and i really like it really sparked something in me aaron which is like Mm. is jack a non-stoner stoner because jack's like he brings over three kinds of cereal and then he gives the stonerest speech he's like let me tell you why you need three kinds of cereal one is for your like morning like Mm -hmm. it's like the oat bran or you know whatever kind of cereal great nuts that thank you and then he's like and then the cocoa puffs and the are for the after school snack (laughs) and then the captain crunch is for late night and i was like so jack's a stoner yeah <laughs> i mean i mean i know kind he's of, not, i think so like, yeah like that kind of checks out yeah i mean i'm a stoner and like unpopular opinion i don't fuck with cereal so like oh that is an unpopular opinion yeah yeah uh, no thank you no um i, I don't I mean if i'm like want a real like captain crunch-esque munchies i'm gonna fucking make pancakes in the middle of the night okay mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. um i am I like cereal, but I don't buy it because I hate milk. Right. So if I don't eat the milk with the cereal, the milk's going to go bad. And I can never get the ratio right. Right. The right, cereal right, right. to milk ratio. So yeah. Um, right now I'm going through a lot of milk because I'm actually baking things. But in my normal life, I don't fucking cook um, almost ever. So <laughs> um. I mean, we don't have real milk in the house. We have oat milk. 
we have real milk and yeah. right now we have also ha- i take a little half and half in my coffee uh-huh. and then yeah, we yeah. also right now have heavy cream because um i'm cooking lots of crazy shit yeah, yeah. now we have like soy creamer and like weird but i mean yeah we don't yeah. really keep Dairy animal in products in the house yeah. yeah um so ethan Ethan then comes so up Jen to just Jack. Draws the line. Oh yeah, 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 yeah like, sorry. Hard pass. You're gonna get the grape nuts. You fucking stoner. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she grabs the other two boxes and walks off. And then Jack turns and it, and Ethan's there. Yeah. And Ethan. he's like shook. He's like holy shit. Yeah. What are you doing here, Ethan? Like yeah. are you in town? I thought you were just coming for the weekend and then you're going back to school. Right. And. And Ethan's like, yeah, yeah, but I, I came back to town for like Cape Fest. Cape Fest. <laughs> um, and, uh, that's quite a name. That's quite a okay. name. Okay. So there's a random festival, music festival yeah, Cape, in town. It's Cape Cella, really, is what this is. And no one of our kids know about know it. Know about it. Not or one. Going. Not one. And it kind of appears to be free, too. So like, yeah, that's a little wild. Like, yeah. We have a music fest where we had <laughs> we know who knows in the before times yes <laughs> in echo park called echo park rising yep. and everyone knows about it everyone cruises i over. know i like I know. to hear it you know from day. it's four days i hear it nonstop. every place in the neighborhood has yeah. some kind of live music like yeah. even like you know everywhere everywhere yeah. you wouldn't you would know about it a hundred percent i don't live in echo park i always know about echo park rising Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if it means like, okay, don't drive through Echo don't Park. Don't cruise right over now. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. In LA, that is actually the normal concern is like, yes. oh, yes, they're yes. filming something. It's not what is it? It's like, oh, I should get around that somehow. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> oh, this is going to cause traffic. Um, anyway, so Ethan's like, yeah, it's a free concert in the park. And I'm like, I have some questions. I, I do know. have a few questions about this. Um, Jack's like, oh, is it a Palooza type deal? And I'm just like, you know, Jack, what kind of a 90s kid are you? I know. Like, is he like a sublime stoner? But uh, wouldn't a but sublime the, stoner know about something like know this? Know about something like this. Like, I completely agree. I was like, what is Jack's vibe? Vibe. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, Ethan is like, oh, yeah, there's a campsite outside the show where everyone hangs out. And like Jack's like, oh, that sounds like a blast. And I'm just like, on what planet does that sound like a blast? I completely agree with you. Like, I'm a big camper. I love camping. Yeah. But like at a music festival, hard pass. No. Fuck no. No, 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 no. Oh, thank you. No, no, no. Not even when we were young and stupid, did we? No. I mean, there's this like like kind of well-known music venue out in Joshua tree called Pappy and Harriet's. Oh, and you God. can camp in the, they call it the horse stalls. It's just like the parking lot for free. Mm. And I've definitely done that before. Cause you're like, we're just going to get fucking hammered and we want to just like cruise yeah. back. Mm-hmm. But the thing is you're making a compromise because like everyone is hammered partying all night. There. Right. Right. It's a major like, compromise. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get into my feelings yeah. about camping in a second. Um, <laughs> so, but I'll, I'll save that. Yeah. Um, so Jack's like, Ethan's like, Oh, are you a fan? If you're a fan, you should come. But no, no fan mention of, of a fan of what? what kind of music it is. No. Like, okay. And 
And like Jack doesn't know what Cape Fest is seemingly. Yeah. So like what the fuck is he a fan of? I know. <laughs> Cause it, like he doesn't, it's fucking wild. Yeah. 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 Anyways. And then Ethan asks Jack, he's like, okay, pop quiz. Who's your favorite Foo Fighter? Okay. There's only one, by the way, only one person I'm... in the Foo Fighters that anyone knows. His name is well, Dave Grohl. What about Pap Smear? I don't know that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know that video Mentos, the fresh, you know, the I like, do know that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like one of the most iconic ones in that one. Uh, but yeah. Oh, good. I don't know any to. of them. Yeah, I yeah. know Dave Grohl, but that's yeah, because yeah. I am a more of a Nirvana 90s kid than anything else. Uh, anyway, Jack's answer is Courtney Love. And perhaps he's a Nirvana 90s fan. Yeah. Um, if he's with that answer. Um, I mean, I felt like the writers were like, oh, our audience is going to laugh at this. And and I, I mean, mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember laughing at it back then. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though Idiot. I've never been a Foo Even Fighters the, fan. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like that, that was like the height of their fame. Yeah. You know? And yeah. the height of Courtney Love's fame. Right. That like, too. Yeah. 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 Um, so Ethan laughs and he's kind of like, oh yeah, you're in the right like area. You're just not in the right zip code, you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, you should come anyway. And he walks off right as Jen comes back. Yeah. Gone for quite some time. I know. Well, the cereal was across the, you know. Sure, sure. And she's got Molly's two cans park. of something. And yeah, she yeah. looks at Jack and he's like, like, oh, cute ooh, boy. Cute. And Jack's like, gay. And she's like, aren't they all? Just without missing a beat. So cute. Aren't they all just great. I love every second of that. Um, we go to school. <laughs> yeah. And we meet an, just another typical Cape Side High educator. Right. An absolute pile of dog shit yes, of a human. White dude. <laughs> piece of shit so. and andy comes up to him and uh-huh. she's just like hey mr broderick um i just really want to talk to you about the play like you have these things going on and he's just like fuck you peasant like <laughs> i know you want to be the star but like i'm a cape side high educator so i don't fuck with students like, <laughs> I, I don't give and a fuck like, about educating y'all yeah and she's like no 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 no, no. i want to be the assistant director and he's like auditions are later or whatever and then she's like she fucking gets in front of him stops him and is like look i don't want to audition i want to be the assistant director yeah yeah, yeah. i'm smart bossy and efficient Mm -hmm. and he's like okay and she's like great and walks away yeah yeah, yeah. and i was like look i i I, first of all i do dig a woman who will call herself smart bossy and efficient as a compliment because i do think that those are compliments i completely agree yeah um and she sees her smartness as an asset unlike joey and that's really disappointing i mean her bossiness too her like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally her assertiveness like Mm -hmm, yeah mm um so we go straight to dawson's house where he is quoting nikki's fast food line back to joey because he is fucking pissed hella pissed you know yeah and then but joey does remind him that nikki is also entitled to the equipment so like point point to joey that she's like yeah you know dawson yeah like that's kind of how it works you have to share i know Mm -hmm. you're an only child but like hey 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 And um, <laughs> they offended. kind of walk in and they notice that Gail is there in and the, also that there's no furniture in the entire living room. Uh, fuck you, Gail. And they're like stunned. I mean, who wouldn't be stunned? I'd be stunned too. Like, I mean, I was stunned. Yeah. Like, uh, what? 
And Gail just saunters up like, hey, Dawson, I, you know, I just I told Mitch not to tell you, but like I wanted to explain myself like, you know, this furniture is mine from the settlement. And you're like, you're not explaining yourself if you're telling him after the fact. Right. Like I was like, you have that conversation before all the furniture is removed from the house. Yeah. So that he doesn't walk into this jarring situation where there's no fucking furniture in the house. I know. It's so fucked up. And like that Mitch was like, yeah, okay, Gail. Yeah, great idea, Gail. Yeah, yeah, just take it. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. They're such selfish assholes. They really are. (laughs) And then then Dawson's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's part of the settlement. Like, totally fair. And Gail just like pats him on the shoulder like, yeah, you just really need to stay positive during this. I was just like, she's like, just keeping as positive as you can be. It's going to make this so much easier on all of us. And I was like, girl, what guilt trip is this? Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Okay. He gets to be however. He he doesn't have to be positive. You're getting divorced. And, he can yeah. be negative about that. No, it's like, it's wild. It's like, I mean... It don't make me out, feel like, things for Dawson. Ignore your feelings and be positive. Okay. Right. When it's instead, it's like, you know, we should all be like open about our feelings. We right. should be talking about these things. Right. Like it's a real transition. And like, you know, I've already made an appointment with the child therapist. So you can like talk about this, you know, <laughs> real trauma event that's happening to yeah. you. But they're just like, um, just stay positive. We're selfish pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to continue to just run roughshod over your life and like completely disrupt it. Like, with in no weird warning. random yeah in with like no warning. with no warning with no discussion and just weird random ways yeah and okay and gail walks off and joey like so so here's where i do want to push back on you a little bit on your assertion that they don't really know each other because like there are these moments where they do really know each other and i i, I don't think you're like the well, thing we talked about last time about it because yeah, Joey's like, hey, do you want to talk? And Dawson's like, about what? And Joey's like, your feelings. But I'm like, they don't actually talk about their feelings. They don't actually talk about their feelings. So that's what I mean is like, but I, it's, it's like, just like similar where like, of course, after that event, anyone is shook by it that you'd be like, sure. uh, are you are you OK? Sure. You know, sure. And but I think like Joey understands like anyone like, would have said that. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I, I I mean, my thing is, like, I think there are moments where they do get each other deeply. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there are moments where they miss each other entirely. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's all one or the other thing. But yeah, I mean, this is Joey is just like performing a basic human function. Yeah, because like, I feel like it's basic to be like, whoa, are you okay? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Whereas if like, you really knew someone, you'd be like, you would know how they specifically feel about their parents and right. you would ask a more pointed question yeah. like, whoa, your mom is being really selfish again. Like, right. are you OK? You know, right. like or knowing what your your friend's triggers were about their mom, you know? Yeah. Like to me, I'm like it, like a stranger on the street would be like, whoa, you walked into an empty house and your mom was hella extra. Are you OK? Yeah. 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 I think that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she, because yeah, she's she like, asks like, what are you feeling? And he just storms off and he's like, I don't know. And walks away. And like, yeah. and there is a part of I mean, me that's like, like of course he doesn't know how he's feeling because that's the whole point. He had no time to like prepare for yeah, this and it just was thrown at him yeah. and it's super fucked up. That's why Gail's a fucking asshole right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. But like, they also don't have the, the, 
space and they don't have the skills to talk about their feelings since they haven't done that. Like they don't, he doesn't even know how to do it. Yeah. I think he doesn't, he doesn't even know how to express anything that he's feeling. So he's going to get huffy and walk off. Mm-hmm. And we're, and let's Which, see. Which like is such like a 16 year old. Like I would have done that too. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like I need to go to my room and like cool down. Well, and <laughs> like, I was, whoa. And I, w- I feel like I would have played it off. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so like, yeah, I mean, I think there's a certain point where you start to be like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you that I'm fine. Cause that was obviously fucked. So, I, and, but yeah. I also don't know that I can articulate what I'm feeling. At so the you're going to be of the, like, you know, look, I don't have to tell you, but I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, we get a little music cue here um, going into the next scene of Rilo Kylie's The Frug, The Frug, The Frug. Um, I just wanted to say our my old housemate and the mother mm-hmm. of your godson, um, yes. Emma, is the person who got me into Rilo Kylie in the yeah. in the mid aughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I always think of her whenever there's a Rilo Kylie song playing. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when um, my godson was a baby, we would just like blast that for him yeah. and like play the videos and like yeah, totally. Yeah, she took you to a Jenny Lewis concert, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Super fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jenny Lewis is the singer for Rilo Kylie. In case mm-hmm. that was unclear, sorry. Yeah. Um, so we go to this beach with the Rilo Kylie playing. There's lots yeah. of trees, and Jack is telling Jen that this is going to be great yeah (laughs) the trees the fresh breeze and jack's like or jen just channeling julia callahan says i'm a little worried about where the toilets are and whether or not they actually flush (laughs) and so um tag yourself i'm jen they're concerned jen because like there are no toilets Mm -hmm. i can let you know in advance and they they or there will be porta potties which definitely don't flush yeah this isn't going to be a fancy thing i've been to fancy things with like flushable oh yeah toilets but this is a free event yeah um so jen it turns out hates camping (sighs) much the same as i hate camping (laughs) i truly do not understand how you could find pleasure in sleeping on the ground um although one time i did take you on a week-long camping trip that is true (laughs) that is true um and uh, i have a note about that later in this episode (laughs) can't wait to hear it yeah your true feelings it was it was it was not as bad as i thought it was gonna be but i still have the feeling that i don't want to sleep on the ground um so john's like you know you know look i thought i would have gone through extreme measures to get into someone's pants but like I'm, you know, this is a lot, Jack. (laughs) Yeah, and like the way she sees herself, and you're like, extreme measures, like what, you just got blacked out drunk so someone could take advantage of you? I know. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, Okay. Like, (laughs) The most extreme measure we've seen is her drink and or get into a hot tub. Um, So Jack's like, I'm not trying to get into his pants, but like, this is the first gay guy I've ever talked to, which like, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In real life, yeah. Yeah, and Jen's like, you know, in real life, yeah. And Jen's like, you know, I get that, but like, this is a big leap. And like, I think you should like admit that you're taking a big leap right now. Yeah, like, like, again, don't try to brush it off. You don't have to talk about it, but you can't lie to me. Like, you know, this is a big deal. And like, you, like, I acknowledge that and that's it. It's a big deal. Like, you know, we don't have to talk about like how you feel about it or like kind of like exhaustingly like get into some discussion about like how this is a big deal, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And Jax is like, 
okay, well, you know, all it is is like me trying to like get to know this guy. And Jen's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, you should play it cool. Like, let him come to you. And before they even get the fucking tent poles out of the little bag, Jack's yeah. like, great, I'm going right, to go look for him. And <laughs> Jen just is like, okay, fuck okay, you. And I also, am. LOL. <laughs> yeah, here I am with this tent. Great. Thank you. Um, So we go over to school. Yeah, for the auditions. Mm-hmm. And Andy is there with a fucking that whack-ass teacher. Shitty director. I mean... Look, the only thing I can say is so far, I think the only really good teacher we've had has been the black professor, the black principal. So, like, I'll, I'm here for whatever that commentary is. That like, it's super dark that actually, like, the best one at educating is Miss Jacobs, right? Right. <laughs> but like, she's the worst, right? But she's a sexual predator. So. Yes. So that's um, like a really twisted. Story I mean, telling. Cape Side High School like needs a real overhaul. Um, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So Andy is like, there's a guy that's like probably good enough, and the director's like, no, no, yeah, I don't like, like, like that. Fando Jordan Catalano wannabe. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the same haircut and everything. But he's so like, he's passable of like, the era. Yeah, and yeah. he's like a decent actor because we see a bunch of like really shitty acting. Mm-hmm. And Andy's like, I like him, and the director is like, no, 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 I already have someone for that. For the part yeah and andy's like no 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 no. like what the fuck you you can't just like give a part to someone like right uh, you know and the the director is like yeah he's like a shitty student and like has he's no got ethics great comic t- yeah no ethics what is that fucking mean i know he's got i guess well we'll see yeah i guess because he's like oh he spit in a teacher's face you know yeah but, um uh, yeah spoiler <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and he's like i cut a deal with a student who is like natural with comedy mm-hmm. and andy's kind of like look like i want actors who like can you know, have responsibility and can like be here both prepared yeah. and on time. She's like, I want someone who elects to be here, not someone right. who's forced to be here because right. they'll like be better. Yeah. And then from off the screen, we hear Pacey's voice say, Hey guys, sorry, I'm late. Yeah. And it's like, rah, rah. and Andy's <laughs> just like, fuck, like shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. And I feel for her. I, I mean, I do too. I do too. I mean, this is her after school activity. Uh, and she's like, fuck, of course, Pacey's fucking here. Yeah. Trying to fucking so. get away from him. I thought I picked something he wouldn't be doing, right, you know? Right. Yeah. So Dawson goes over to Nikki's house, which is a fucking dope ass house she's, on the water with like a dope ass porch. She's like sitting on this porch swing next to this creek. Yeah. Looking amazing. Yeah. And I've just like never been so jealous in my life of someone's porch swing because I would kill to be really on a porch agree. swing. I was like, damn. Fuck, that's fucking dope. Great. Oh my god. And Nikki looks up and just is like, this is not an att- attempt to steal the camera. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, because he says he wants to reiterate something. <laughs> and then he says, I get this little ego trip, all right? I know you're the principal's daughter, but that does not give you the right to be selfish or rude. I mean, I mean, yeah, it doesn't. But like, just it's ironic coming from him. Exactly. And also like, because like, he's the, you know, news anchor's daughter. Son. Son. And he is selfish and rude. Well, and like last year, he spent all the time trashing Cliff's movie. You know, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he like, 
you've done it to other people, Dawson. And like, actually, she's not, she's being a little selfish with the camera, but like, she's not being super rude to you. She is pushing your buttons because like, you are allowing them to be pushed. Right. Um, and so Nikki, shockingly, does not say she never wants to speak to him again and just go in the house. Mm-hmm. Instead, she is like, you know, I get it that you wanted to use the camera, but like, you're gonna have to get used to this. Yeah, you got to used to sharing. Yeah. And like, she's fucking right. Like when he goes to film school, yeah. that's the way it's going to be. Sure. You know, you kind of just There's like. only so much gotta, equipment. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and so you kind of got to make it work, you know. And like, again, like, of course, like they're she's using her privilege to like skirt the rules, you know? And like, that's the whole problem with privilege, but like, (laughs) you know, it's just like one of those situations where it's like, okay, so when it is advantageous to you, Dawson, you think it's totally fair. But when like someone else does the same thing, you like can't even handle it. And you want to like come explain them morality. Right. When Mr. Gold just lets you into the class. Yeah. It's fine. Exactly, you know. Yeah, and when uh, that fucking bitchy Belin or whatever the video store Nelly owner Olson. Nelly Olson is like, I worked my ass off to be in this class, and you're just here for no reason. Right, you like can't believe it. Right, you think she's a bitch because of it. Yeah. So at that very moment, <laughs> yeah, Principal, Principal Green, Green comes, out. comes out, and he's like, Dawson, I thought I heard your voice, like. Yeah. Oh, you and Nikki, you must have hit it off, you know. Yeah. What's up to my second favorite filmmaker at Capeside High? Right. And like, I'm kind of shook at how every parent at Capeside High heaps praise on a Dawson Larry. I agree with you. You know, except for Grams. Grams hates him. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. track that. <laughs> Grams. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to take a side note on this, like, fanfic that I'm writing in my head mm-hmm. and say like you know maybe the paternity of Eve that I have in mind is mm-hmm. correct yeah and that's why Grams doesn't fuck with the Learys the Learys yeah mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. to give Gail <laughs> except to have Gail shock her with weird sex talk. <laughs> which is why she was shocked like oh yeah. you, <laughs> oh you fuck that guy I don't Mitch huh yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um Anyway, so I love your fanfic, by the way. <laughs> I, I want to think of a really good title for it. Um, like a 90s song lyric title. I feel like that's, fanfic has to have a song lyric title. Um, so anyway, Nikki jumps in and is like, oh, I'm sure like Dawson has other plans. Because yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Green's like, come like come have come dinner. Stay for dinner. And I'm just like, can you imagine staying for dinner at your principal's house? No. I don't even, I didn't I don't even, even really remember know my who principal. my principal was. Yeah, yeah. we didn't have the kind of school where your principal also teaches classes <laughs> <laughs> no nor did we nor did we <laughs> so we didn't know the not principal. someone i knew the vice principal pretty well um i was friends with his son who was in my mm-hmm. school and then also um i was both a good student and um had some behavioral things because yeah. I missed a lot of classes, particularly in my senior year. Yeah, um, I didn't know any of the administrators. We definitely had like a dean of attendance that like, oh, yeah, you I'd be like, yeah, oh, you want to call my mom? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Just fucking school you. I'm going to hear the eyebrow raise from here. Like you're going to interrupt her day to tell her I didn't go to my art class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK. Uh, yeah. Um, and then she'll just lie to you and say it's excused. <laughs> that is not what how it went down with my mom <laughs> but i hear you uh no my vice principal was great he got me a, a little scholarship actually um cool. 
uh, and was really supportive of me and lovely and let me graduate even though um, I shouldn't have because <laughs> mm-hmm. I missed so much um, so many classes my senior year uh, mm. whoops um, well, that's on your mom for not excusing that <laughs> they just do that because she's gonna they call get, you <laughs> they don't have funding if you don't show up so that's why they're like strict about that I know I'll I have a long story about that but I'm not gonna tell it right now um, <laughs> about how much trouble I got in but um so so principal green is like you know how often do I get to have dinner with one of my students like come on Dawson you've got to stay and he Dawson like follows them in Dawson's like all right okay like you know yeah I I, I like kind of admire him for being like yeah I'm gonna fucking have dinner with these two rando strangers I like barely know yeah I mean yeah that's you know that's ballsy also I want to say real quick too that Nikki has like those 90s thin eyebrows she really like and then also the brown lipstick with the like Mm -hmm. real lip liner on it yeah yeah, yeah. and like somehow just looks fucking great I know I I, (laughs) she had me being like do I need to start wearing lip planner okay <laughs> that's where i'm at in quarantine yeah okay <laughs> i mean bianca lawson just looks great in any way I so completely agree which i guess is why she played high school kids for 20 years but yeah, um yeah. you know amazing so uh we cut over to ethan in a tree yeah jack's walking around and some guy in a tree <laughs> says what? hi to him what? What's he doing? He's tying like a tarp over stuff. I, I I don't know. I mean, you would maybe like tie your food in a tree to prevent it from bears, but they're yeah. definitely not in bear territory. Yeah, you don't think Cape Cod has a uh, has has lots of bears roaming around? I don't think so. No, no nor do I. Yeah. Um. So I yeah. <laughs> Eden's I, like, oh, stalker. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. And Jack's like, no, no, no. I'm I'm definitely here with a friend. A friend. Like she's over, she's over there, like setting up the tent. But like I'm definitely here with a friend. Yeah. Because Jack's because Ethan's like, oh, you decided to show, mm-hmm. and then Jack quotes Neil Armstrong for some reason <laughs> and says, one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. And I mm-hmm. don't exactly know what that means mm-hmm. in this context. I just love Nervous Jack. It's yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, I think it's to like call back like Ben Street and how he couldn't like show yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, 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 sure. You sure. know, but um, but still. And, and yeah. like, yeah. And yeah. And so... Ethan's like, hey, do you want to like go for a walk? And um, Jack's like, okay. And, yeah. and they go for this like beautiful beach. It's gorgeous. Sure. They're like walking. Lighthouse in the like, background. Ethan's like, I thought you were gonna ask her my number, like after that train ride. Mm-hmm. And and Jack's like, well, why didn't you ask for mine? Yeah. And, and Ethan even- says like, oh, because I knew I could, and I thought it was more important for you to learn to ask. Which is weird. Like, it's true that, like, Jack needs to learn how to ask for someone's number. But, like, it's 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 a weird thing to say to someone. It's like you kind of want to take it. Like, Ethan's like, I just want to make sure you're ready. Yeah. But, like, I don't take it like that. It doesn't seem like what he's actually saying. Yeah, he's kind of trying to set up this, like, teacher-student vibe, which it's like, no, no, no. No. Never forget Miss Jacob. So, hard pass. We don't need that. And then it, 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 they're also trying to draw this parallel between Jen and Henry. Right. Where Jen's nervous about her like over experience versus like Henry's inexperience, you know, right. and right. like that imbalance of like the potential power imbalance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and the ways in which you kind of like 
you know, counteract that or like try to navigate that. But in both of these storytellings, they're just like, it just is fucked up. It's, it just feels weird. It mm-hmm. feels weird that Ethan wouldn't have just asked for Jack's number if he wanted to like hang out. Um, and Jack admits that or like, said like, Hey, I'm going to give you my number. Call me if you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. cause Jack admits that the train was the first time he talked to another gay person. Yeah. And, and Ethan's like, like truly shocked. Yeah, and you're like, you're from fucking Cape Side. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and then Jack says... Like, you know what it's like in that town. Right, and then Jack says, unless you count the internet, and Ethan says he doesn't. I and know. I was like, ooh, that take is aged poorly. I completely agree. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> that shows the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, like, we used to do that. We, like, look down on, you know, people that have to find their tribe online on the internet, because yeah. they live in a racist classist homophobic. homophobic town yeah and we're like <laughs> no that doesn't really count that's not a real friend like ew gross and it's just like i'm glad we've moved past that so glad you know? i mean listen i have friends who have stayed with me or who have i i have stayed with that i met online um yeah. like and it's great like yeah one of my good friends in new york i met online like maybe six or seven years ago and like every time I go to New York, which is usually quite a bit, yeah, you know, I always hang out with her. Sometimes I'll, you know, stay with her. Um, it's like I no, it's never like, even okay. thought twice about it. So you're saying the the real friends are the ones you make because your parents move to the same neighborhood. <laughs> well, and it's like the, but the real- ones that you have common interests with that you still maintain like a rapport with. That's not yeah. a real friend. Like, right. OK, like I know fucking stupid and whatever so jen we go to jen who is currently proving that she may not be the lesbian that i wish she was um, (laughs) because she absolutely cannot put up a tent it's so fucking funny um and (laughs) like tent poles everywhere and like i don't know it's just to me it's like it's not really that hard to put up a tent like a really big tent that's like complicated that one of those ones it's like four rooms and like sleeps 12 and weighs like 50 pounds like why the fuck would you have that yeah just gets really cold in there you know but like they just have a normal tent right well and and like as I have mentioned, I'm not really a camper, but I can pu- I can put up a tent. I mean, I'm, put up I'm, a tent. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty good at it. Um, yeah. And was before Aaron made me go camping for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she sees this guy with a sandwich and she's like, hey, hey, hey where'd you get that? Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, this, I need like, that. <laughs> I know. This, like, I'm total... hungry from this not setting up a tent. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and this, the like, floppy-haired like, uh, stoner. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just like there's this great veggie burger stand over there. You I mean, gotta go check it out. Yeah, like, speaking my language, like, I'm in. Yeah, point me, point me to yeah, the yeah, good veggie totally. burger stand. <laughs> um, and we see, we hear someone say, "No cows died to make these. All the burgers are meatless." And then we see Henry cooking veggie burgers, and he asks the he's not looking up, so he yeah. doesn't see that the person he's asking this question is Jen. But he asks. Jen, if she would like her bun toasted. <laughs> and Jen says, I thought you'd never ask. And Je- Henry's like, I know that voice. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and looks up and he's like, pissed, thankfully, to see her. Yeah, like Jen's happy to see him. She's like, oh, my God, yeah. someone I know. How great. It's very similar to Andy um, seeing Pacey, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because Henry is not happy to see her. Yeah. And she's like, you know, oh my God, you got this like whole crowd 
Mm-hmm. And like, he's like, yeah, so I don't really have time for small talk. Like, yeah. do you want a burger? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> even though there's tons of people around, it's like, I mean, could you help me with my tent? I mean, I kind of like that. I would totally do that if I was, hey, um, can you help me with this? Like, <laughs> yeah. the only person I know, would you fucking help me? I mean, I'm surprised he says yes, you know? Oh, but like, uh, she's like, help me with my tent. And he's like, hey, Josh, will you come take over the register? Right. And he like, begrudgingly like walks yeah with her you know and like this is the I just don't like Henry I'm sorry I, I wish I could like give him more space but no. like he I mean very, what has he done so far that has made you want to like him yeah like I think it's hard when you have a crush on someone and like they don't like you back I totally sure. understand that experience but he goes so far like he says to her get into it he's like He's like, yeah. And then he, and she's like, why are you, you, I'm getting the vibe. You're like annoyed with me. Uh And Henry's like, yeah, you led me on. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. So, cause she said nothing, but you're my friend. Let's be friends. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of back to the same problem we've been having with Pace or not PC, um, Dawson and Joey, like yeah. on both sides for like the past yeah. two years, right? Is like, you know, Henry, like the first thing he does is like, Jen's like, oh, you never told me you're a vegetarian. And Henry's like, you never asked. And then like, Who she's kind of like someone if they're vegetarian. I know, particularly like, back then. Well, unless you're getting a meal together, but if you're just like getting to know someone, you wouldn't ask someone that. No. And, and like, and that's people the thing. volunteer that, you know, like, unless yeah. you're like, Hey, do you want to go eat somewhere? And you'd be like, okay, but I don't really eat meat. So we need to like, right. Accommodate that. Also a hundred percent. That question came up at that gala they attended together um, because they, they always serve there. chicken. Yeah. 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 So you always have to ask and you get a plate of steamed vegetables. Um, I know. So gross. Jesus. <laughs> With like salt, but no pepper. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The like, unseasoned steamed vegetables yeah, in a, a pile oh, and cool. maybe some rice. If Bushy you're fucking cauliflower lucky. Yeah. broccoli. Yeah, great. Exactly. Just great. Great. Um, and so Jen's like, you know, I don't like Jen. Oh, yeah. Henry says he she led him on for the purpose of crushing him underfoot. And I'm like, uh, that's you. that is just not what happened. That's not what happened at all. And like Henry's like, well, you're just like taking satisfaction and being in the requited side of this unrequited love. And like Jen's and it's like, like, that is kind of true, you know, but like. I don't know. That's just kind of like how it is. You know, if you like someone, someone's going to be like, it feels intoxicating to have someone like you, but like you, then you're like, say straight up to them, but like, I don't like you back. Right. And she's never said that she liked him back. No. So, you know, Jen's like, we agreed to be friends. And then Henry like really fucking lets loose. Yeah. And then he starts yelling at her. Yeah. And he's like, friends, I've been giving the silent treatment for a month and you haven't even noticed (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what kind of friend is that, Henry? <laughs> yeah, Henry. Okay. And Henry and 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 Jen's like, you know, um, I well, I said none of us have noticed. We thought you were gone. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you actually. But here you off, are again. Cast revolted, and they brought you back. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like, and my thing is like, I, I get that having giving someone the silent treatment and having it not register that that's what's happening is like kind of brutal yeah but that's also <laughs> why the silent treatment is like immature you right. know 
Exactly. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, and put up like, your own damn tent. And yeah. Like walks away. It's like, okay. Like, I mean, I like, I totally think, like, I understand when you're like heartbroken that someone doesn't sure. like you back and you're kind of like p- bitter towards them, you know? Sure. But he blames her instead of him you know, like letting his heart run away, his mind run away, like with all the, you know, like he has responsibility here for his feelings. Absolutely. And, and it's just like, he's like a little baby, toxic masculinity, men's right kid. Uh, No, absolutely. And it's like, you know, she has, she kissed him when he paid $500 for that to happen. And other than that has shown, has shown kindness, but never like romantic interest. Yeah. So, so we go to Principal Green's house. Yeah. And, and he's, he's telling Dawson like, all about Nikki. Yeah. She's like humiliated, you know? Yeah, he's totally. Like, and she's you know, like, like keeping praise on her. He's like being a really good dad. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And she's, he's like, you know, uh, shall I tell you the the name of her first movie? And Nikki's like, no, <laughs> no, like, no, Oh my no. God. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like, he's like, Nikki wanted her first camera when she was eight, you know? And like, you're seeing like Dawson on his face. He's like, whoa, like other people are like me. Right. Cause and he, her first movie was called a day in the life of of daddy yeah and she followed him around and all day and then nikki called herself the james cameron of third grade and i'm like nikki girl aim higher <laughs> oh my god one of our listeners was like come on my favorite director is james cameron <laughs> I, apologize. I was like i love listen, it listen, i love it alien, like, like we said you're allowed to like what you want to like i mean i was like fucking terminator hell terminator yeah terminator 2 terminator 2 judgment day is a, one just fucking a fucking too. tremendous movie yeah yeah I mean, yes. And look, I saw Titanic three times in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> fine. It's yeah. uh, my objection is more to the more recent um, <laughs> fair out of our right. pal Jim. Right. Um, but but, but like, like what you like your... and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love it. That's great. Yeah, Amazing. and don't listen to us being <laughs> yeah. petty little bitches about it. Yeah, we're just like snotty <laughs> girls from LA, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah, Dawson's just like endeared by this exchange. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, whoa, okay. Like, first of all, his dad isn't a fucking selfish asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. And, you know, and yeah. like also like, whoa, okay, like Nikki is a lot like me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and like Principal Green asks if he's been enlisted for for Nikki's film, and Dawson's like, "No, I haven't been asked." Yeah, and Nikki's kind of like, "You haven't asked." Like, yeah. like it's very, uh, it's very like, I'm not gonna fucking invite you, but if yeah, you want to like come, you can be here. Like, you're yeah. not a win. It's like this battle of like, you're not a wonderkin, I am, right? You know, right. so like this kind of like they're very similar. Yeah, obviously, they are, you know? and and like. Uh, because Prince- Dawson is saying he's got a project to work on himself and right. he didn't ask Nikki to work on it. No. And like Principal Green is like, um, or no, Nikki, he, he asks if Dawson knows what Nikki's film is about. And Dawson's like, no. And Nikki's like, it's between me and my crew. Yeah. Um, and, and then he, yeah, he says like, so I have to offer my services in order to know. And she's like, are you offering? Yeah. And Dawson says, are you asking? And it's like this like tete-a-tete. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it says so much about both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you totally. know. I completely agree. Yeah. And Principal and Green like thinks it would be... such an insight into what Dawson's college experience will be like. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we should track whether or not, like, 
he can handle film school collaboration yeah, film yeah, school, yeah because film school is all about collaboration yeah yeah, yeah. um and, and also other people that are just as experienced as him right exactly and like um and like and maybe just as privileged <laughs> yeah and um you know principal green thinks it would be great for them to work together and they're both kind of like meh yeah we're okay totally um and so we go back to the beach then yeah and ethan and jack are kind of like talking about like what it means to be gay you know like that it's like it you don't have to fuck a man to be gay like it's part of your identity you know it's part of who you are and you can know it without like you know and that's like this interesting meditation on sexuality, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like, like Ethan says, you know, being gay isn't about who you're attracted to. It informs so much about who you are and what you are, which like, I do think being gay informs uh, so much about who and what you are, but I also think it is about who you're attracted to right. somewhat. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's part of it. Um, but yeah, it is an expression of your identity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, Jack's kind of like, oh my God, like, I can't believe you knew you were gay, like, so from young. that young. And, and yeah. you know, Ethan's like, well, like, think about it this way. Like, you know, you're gay, but you've never kissed another guy. Yeah. And Ethan's like, I just knew I was different, you yeah. know, and like, yeah. And so like, I think that's like, and this is what I've been like sort of hinting at all season is like, Jack having a gay friend who can like Mm -hmm. really like be like look I get what this experience is and I get what it looks like um you know it's Mm -hmm. and it's about more than who you sleep with which is true it is about more than who you sleep with I mean it is partially about who you sleep with but you know yeah 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 exactly and and also like I want to just like throw in a gentle reminder that like we weren't really the word queer and like self-identifying as queer wasn't as widespread in 1999. Right. Um, I mean, there's going to be, um, I think in season four, we're going to have a little conversation about that, but like, it just wasn't as big of a thing um, where that was something that you heard. Like most queer people call themselves mm-hmm. queer, you know? Yeah. Um, so um, I th- I kind of think that's what Ethan is trying to talk about is like what it is to be queer. Yeah. And one of my authors, um, a great author, his name is Martin Poussin. He, he and I were talking once and he was like, I always thought of it as like gay is what happens from the waist down and queer is what happens from the neck up. Mm. Like it's kind of a, I always love that definition. And I yeah, think like, yeah. I kind of think that that's what Ethan is like, doesn't have the vocabulary necessarily to talk about, but that is what he's talking about. Right. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like we can imagine or infer that like, because Ethan knows more than one gay person, mm-hmm. like they have like, you know, just a li- he has a little bit more knowledge on his community and Absolutely. what his identity means to him. And like just a, a little bit more words and tools than yeah. Jack does. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and Ethan's like, look, being gay, it's part of your life. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then he looks around and he's like, unlike my camping gear, it's stolen. Yeah. And you're like, what kind of sketchy ass situation <laughs> is know, this? That that literally does not happen. Uh, yeah. But it, it does not. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I get it's a plot device, but yeah, I'm with you. That's fucking <laughs> stupid. 
Yeah. So we go so back we go- to school. Yeah, yeah, and Andy like storms up to Pacey, and yeah. she's like, "You need to quit." <laughs> yeah, they're in the hall, like maybe coming back from the bathroom, and she's like, "Um, you know, I did this to get over you. Yeah, you cannot fucking be here." School. Yeah, this is my after school activity, mm-hmm. you know. And Pacey and- admits to her that the reason that he's doing this is because Mister Broderick promised him a C if he does yeah. it. And Andy mad. She's like a C that's your fucking bar. Like what? You're so much better than that. Like, you know, she sees him differently, obviously. Yeah. And, um, she, yeah, she's like, look, this is my activity that after school activity to help me get over you. And he's like, you quit. Yeah. And she's like, no, you quit. They kind of have this back and forth. And he's like, witters aren't quitters. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I want it tattooed on myself somewhere. (laughs) And they kind of both like storm off. Yeah. And like they've been on uneven, you know, footing for the whole season. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting, right? Like them getting thrown together in this way. Mm is an yeah. interesting sort of plot point. And I think yeah, like, like them trying to navigate a friendship like post breakup or even just like not even a friendship, just like needing to be around each other at all post breakup. Right. Like yeah. in, a, in a situation where they can't like, like melt down into yelling at each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Like they have to collaborate, you know, Yeah, exactly. And like, um, you know, just watching this parallel to the Dawson and Joey parallel. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and so we go over to Principal Green's house where Dawson is like maybe walking back from the bathroom and he like yeah, sees like his jacket and around. well he yeah. sees his I was like did he just fucking walk into know, Nikki's like, room Dawson that's fucking bold but his jacket's in there so I think he was just grabbing oh, okay. that so like I'll, okay. I'm gonna I'll give it that to yeah, him yeah. and also like he lets hella people cruise into his room so his boundaries on that shit is different <laughs> yeah. you know mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like okay and so he, he like cruises into Nikki's room uh-huh. and she like comes in and finds him there and since she's not mad it seems like that's an okay boundary yeah because he's like he sort of starts looking around like he grabs his jacket and is like looking around and behind him on the wall is a poster of our girl yeah lauren hill Hill. Miseducation um, of Lauren Hill poster. Yeah, it's the, the yeah. cover art for the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Yeah. Um, possibly the best album of the 90s. Yes, I oh. said that. Um, and it's definitely in the top five. It's de- oh yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Um, no no question. It's in the top yeah, five. Top three probably. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not yeah. <laughs> I mean, the album's so good. It still holds up to this day. Every single song is a fucking I mean, a banger. banger. I just banger. bought it on vinyl. I like. At the beginning of quarantine, I was like very worried that like every single place that I love in this world was going to go out of business. And Mm -hmm. like, because I wasn't going anywhere or spending any money, I like was a little bit flush, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I spent way too much money at Amoeba (laughs) Records and definitely bought it on vinyl. Yeah, I was like, I need this on vinyl. I need to like Mm -hmm. be able to blast this Um, anyway. So so she comes in and Dawson's like, you know it's weird because like your film geekdom is not evident in your bedroom decor. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not fucking myopic. Like, <laughs> well, she kind of guesses that he's got Spielberg one sheets all over his bedroom. And he like bristles at that a little bit. He can't imagine that he's that predictable. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like wild. Well, cause there's and he's th- like, it's interesting. He says this thing where he says like, you know, she says a thing that I love, which she says 
there's so much to be passionate about. It seems silly to focus on one thing. Yeah, totally. Like filmmaking. And then Dawson says something which like I, I do get mm-hmm. where he's like, if you find the one thing, like why not immerse yourself in it? Mm-hmm. And like also, and, and I get that as someone who tends to, you know, kind of go balls to the wall on something mm-hmm. when I'm like really passionate about it. I do get that. But also I get that like the art form that he's chosen is all about telling stories about other things. Mm -hmm. So like she's really got a point. She's like, well, if you don't like broaden your horizons, like you're just going to tell movies about making movies. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah, because he's like, oh, you kind of say it's like a bad thing being predictable, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like ultimately, like we were saying last episode, it's like, what kind of filmmaker does he want to be? Mm hmm. Like, you know, it's like there's just so many ways to be a filmmaker. Like, what do you want to be a storyteller? Do you want to be technically good? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to just like make blockbusters that are like sure. whatever, you know, like what just like. And that's the thing is like there's so many ways to be a filmmaker. But like, what one do you want? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, you know. And she's just like, look, I love film, but it's mostly because it allows me to explore all the other things that interest me, Right. you know? And if you care about, all you care about is films, then you'll just make other movie, make movies about other movies, right. you know? And it's super spot on. It it's is. That's why he needs a collaborator, you know? Although I must say, Quentin Tarantino has made a career of that exact yeah. thing, um, <laughs> making movies based on a bunch of other movies. Uh, so that is feasible. No, I completely agree. But it's just more like challenging him in this way that he I hasn't been by Joey to be like, okay, I hear you. You're a filmmaker. Next question. Right. What does that mean? Well, it's like that there is a next question. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Joey's your cheerleading section. Joey's your section. She's kind of like your mom. Um, yeah. She's your section that's going to be there for you, that's going to back you up no matter mm-hmm. what. But Nikki is the one who's going to push on you. Nikki is the one who's going to move you in a forward direction and who's going to move you. Yeah, like challenge you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you know, to ask the right questions, you know, like. Yeah you know and like that those are always necessary is like okay well like next question (laughs) like have you thought about this like you know like as you're on your search for identity which like your childhood is like almost exclusively that like your whole life is but your childhood is like pretty exclusive to that you know it's like okay great a filmmaker okay cool like what does that mean to you like what do you hope and what do you dream about that you know Mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting because again we've talked about this a lot and like generally like women sit around and talk about their feelings. They question each other on these things and men don't, you know? And so like, this is why in relationship heterosexual relationships, it can be very problematic, you know, because sure. you're like, I've got a follow up question and they're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I don't need any follow up questions. Whoa. <laughs> okay. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's because of like, you know, it, this is a way in which the patriarchy holds Dawson back. He's like, I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. I will be a filmmaker. And you're like, okay, yeah, like there's a reality where that's true. But it's like, you know, will you be satisfied because you haven't considered what kind of filmmaker you'll be like, you know, if all you want to be is a filmmaker, that will happen. But like, what if you also want to be like a satisfied creative filmmaker? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point, you know. Um, and Nikki sort of shifts and apologizes for her dad. And for yeah. her, he has like, she's like, you know, ever since the divorce, he's like, had this like aggressive thing about her making friends. And yeah, and so this is what I'm saying is that like, then we see like, what triggers Nikki about her relationship with her dad. Mm -hmm. Because Dawson and the view, we as a viewer didn't see that. You right. know what I mean? But like she that triggers her. And that that's the thing that you know about your friends when you talk about them. You're like, well, that wouldn't have bothered me. But like, I know you're feeling uh, fucked up about this. Yeah. You know, so that's what I mean about the, the, the Gail taking the furniture situation. Sure. You didn't get like a sense that Joey was like, oh, shit, I know that this would make you feel X, Y, Z. Right. Right. She she asks a broader, more, mm -hmm. less, less like pointed question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see that. I, I Dawson asks Nikki, like, he, I think he finds an in. And I think one of the things that Dawson really struggles with is like, none of his friends have divorced parents. Yeah, no, no. And so there's like, finally, he, he feels lonely about that, you know, because yeah. he's going to reveal to her how he feels about it. But, you know, he he's like, oh shit like he hears Nikki say this and he like kind of sits down and he's like so like are you cool with mm -hmm. it like are you cool with your parents divorce and she gets into her feelings you know yeah. and she's just like oh you mean am I cool with like having to shuffle back and forth for these assholes and right. have to listen to me like underhanded but pointed comments about each other yeah. like you know and just, which like, like kind of like, again, Julia and I's parents aren't married, so we don't know what this is like, but we have heard this from our friends. Right. Right. Know? And and we've heard this from our friends' parents. I mean, we've yeah, literally we've, sat in living rooms with it. our friends' parents when yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. this. Yeah. So you, you're like, you understand this complete experience, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, she's kind of like, I hate the never-ending expectation that I look on the bright side of things. Yeah. And he kind of is like, okay, finally I can relate to someone about this. Um, yeah. And, and he's sister. He's like, whoa, like, I had no idea you felt this way, you know? Like, you come off so well. I yeah. assumed you weren't affected by it. And Nikki really, like, like gets vulnerable with him and, like, is like, you know, Dawson, come on, it's a well-crafted disguise inside him, just another angry kid. Yeah, and so why do you think it's well-known that everyone's angry, but Joey gets punished for being angry? I mean, so I want to, like, I want to... I like We're that question. We're going to get to it later, but yeah. I like that question, but I also want to push, uh, not push back, but like ask back. Uh huh. What do you think about like allowing a black woman to say that she's angry and like be, have that be okay? I mean, well, so I think often. That's because it's like the accepted trope of a black woman, you know, like yeah. she's angry. So like, of course this black woman, even if she says it gently. Yeah you're like, yeah, okay, that's the culturally accepted feeling, you know? <laughs> but I think, like, I, what struck me was, like, it wasn't an... It, there w The way Bianca Lawson plays it, there mm -hmm. wasn't, like, a sort of... We didn't see a stereotypical angry black woman come out. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not, like, mad and yelling. She's She's quiet, and she's, like... You know, I'm right. angry about it, and and says it like, yeah, I guess I just very, think like, that like the point in a non-stereotypical like, way. Sorry, 
Joey being angry is looked down upon. Mm -hmm. So like in the white community, it's like (laughs) angry. We don't do that. We hide our feelings. We're like, we just need to stay positive about (laughs) this. Like, you know, and like, you know, the quote others like, yeah, of course, like, you know, it's like, I'm not racist. So like, but I understand Mm -hmm. the truth. you know, cultural trauma, institutional, generational trauma. And like, I get why you're angry, but like, you know, like we don't, we're not angry. Yeah. So when someone represents the anger, it's seen like Joey is like punished for being angry. Yeah, sure. And Nikki is not punished for being angry, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so fascinating the way she expresses it. Cause I think Mm -hmm. it really actually like, fights against stereotype yeah you know i mean i i definitely agree with you but i'm i also think this speaks just bianca lawson being a fucking boss well i mean in the same way michelle williams you know takes like it gets these scripts and like fucking (laughs) nails it you know yeah yeah and i so i'm not like i'm not trying to give credit to the writers i'm i'm more giving credit to bianca lawson that like she really like subverts this expectation mm-hmm. of what like a sort of quote unquote angry black woman is going to be mm-hmm. and like gives us this really vulnerable interpretation of what that means yeah because it's like why is that a bad thing like it's not are you kidding me like <laughs> she has every right to be fucking pissed yeah and that's the way i feel about joey she has every right to be angry about her lot in life you know mm-hmm. like and and then like then she's consistently punished for yeah. being angry about yeah, yeah. Lot, and I want to say that at the same time, like, to, to push back on myself, actually, a little bit, that, like, I think so often, like, we do allow sort of black women to be angry in this, like, very stereotypically loud, sassy way, you know, or whatever. That's the, like, Hollywood trope of it. And there's a part of me that would love to see more of that happen and be okay, yeah do you know what I mean so like there's a part of me that's like um I wish we got to see her actually be not quiet and subdued and angry but this Mm -hmm. other way and then have like Dawson be okay with that I would have liked that as well um but I also do think that like I think that it also is what they're doing is pushing against or what what Bianca Lawson is doing is pushing Mm -hmm. against the stereotype and I really like dig that you know as much as like (laughs) how to fight against stereotypes is a fucking sticky mess of the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ultimately, just more representation, you know? And it's like, sometimes you have to lean into it and show that that stereotype might be true and is okay at the same time, you know? Yeah, normalize things as well. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So, so Nikki... Yeah, and and so Dawson's like, oh, well, like, so how angry are you? Yeah, and she says, I'm angry enough to make a film about it. And he's like, ah, that's what your movie's about. And it's so fascinating, you know, like, again, the way I would see a filmmaker is as an artist and Mm -hmm. that, like, that is how you see artists of, like, taking these experiences that are really emotional, whether it's anger or joy and like making Mm -hmm. something with that, you know? And again, (laughs) I, everyone knows I don't like Dawson, but you you just see where he's just like, what kind of filmmaker are you? Mm -hmm. Like this really traumatic event is happening to you and you haven't even considered making a movie about it. Well, because she's like, uh, she says that she's making a movie about the modern American family, mm-hmm. which means they're either functional or dysfunctional. Who knows what that, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, yeah. And I think that like there's a way in which like 
it, similarly to Dawson. So Dawson made that movie about him and Joey's breakup and like, but he made it like to rewrite what happened. Right. And, and I'm not saying, and we don't ever see this movie or see what she's doing with it. So like, we mm-hmm. can't really yeah, judge, yeah, 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 yeah. but like, it seems like she is doing it to sort of deal with her feelings about it. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and, and, you know, I mean, so I think there's a way in which Dawson might be able to really like, relate to her mm-hmm. you know and like oh that's how I sort of make some of my movies as well not all of them but have made some movies and yet you know it seems like she's really I mean I wish we saw her movie right or at least you know portions of it yeah yeah I mean you're grateful that he's understanding this other way in which the artistic process works you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Dawson and like so he takes this space from her this like you know shared experience mm-hmm. that they have and in because you know, she asks him like so what's going on with your parents divorce mm-hmm. yeah and he he does open up to her about his actual feelings you know yeah yeah he does and, and he's he, like, like kind of reveals like how much the experience of being from the perfect family the like good family mm-hmm. can be traumatic in its own way you know because childhood fucking sucks whether no it's a trauma what. no matter what yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know and so he reminds us of like just like how much it sucks to be from this like good family this perfect family and then have it fall apart you know yeah and I think he says something really actually that I really love and is really wise and he says you know it's a disappointment to be the product of something that didn't work out yeah um and like he says you know our our parents are our primary examples of love and my example just wasn't strong enough yeah and like I think that's like a really real I completely I mean I think that's so I have a lot of friends that talk to me and they're like you're lucky that your parents are still married like you're lucky and I'm like you know like I hear that absolutely I completely hear that like you know it's like not to say I don't have my own trauma I don't have my own experience (laughs) I don't have my own like sure you know you know um deficiencies from seeing a relationship that lasted for 40 years because you're kind of like oh there's a lot of shit I don't want in that yeah like you know that I don't like that I you know didn't see and like I know within me it can make it harder to know when to end a relationship because I never saw that you know and like I'm also like then grateful I didn't have to see it you know so it's very complicated you know and like it's complicated you, you definitely I definitely have heard a lot of my friends say this experience that Dawson is saying of just like man you're just like a product of like failed love experiment yeah and I think that that's so like I think that that's so interesting and I think like yeah I mean I agree I think there's ways in which obviously divorce is hard it's hard to Mm -hmm. it's hard to be in a family that sort of breaks up and and I think it's sort of hard to realize that a family can break up. Yeah. yeah, Um, You know, don't have security. Yeah. Right. I think that that's, you know, that's what's really hard about it. Or one of the things that's really hard about it. Obviously I don't know. Um, You know, my parents were married until my dad died. Um, But like, I think that also there's this way in which, I, th- I find it so interesting that Dawson really still feels like he can't open up to Joey. 
I completely agree. You know, that, that, that Nikki is the person that Nikki, this person he just met and I, I'm like into it, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that he feels like, and, and I get why he feels like she's such a safe space and like she gets it and she's mm-hmm. dealt with the same thing. But like, I think that it's really interesting that like Dawson cannot open up to Joey in this way. Um, completely and agree. does open up to Nikki in this way. And I like, I think Nikki is just this, like such an interesting character and could be really good for Dawson to like have around. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. my other thing is like I don't know if Dawson's good for Nikki. You know, like yeah. I-, I can't tell. I don't know that we know enough about Nikki to know if like well, he it, it's is like bef- how Joey always has a guard up with new people. Yeah, Dawson's the same. Yeah, you know, and it, that it does hold him back. You know, it's a very thing that they have in common, mm-hmm. and so we don't know what Dawson with his guard down is like. Because he would say he's friends with Jack and Andy, but we we don't really see him like hitting them up to like hang out one on one. Right. Right. So we go back to Cave Fest where Jen. So Dawson, you know, becomes overwhelmed with his emotions and and he storms off, you know. Yeah. And we I think we just see the weight of like always him always being the perfect one, having the perfect life. And now like that fracture of his identity yeah yeah I I agree um you know and I also think like there is a weight to opening up to someone new that like is fucking scary you know because then he just like he had someone put in words how he felt and Mm. then he was able to like reiterate like how he felt and that was like holy shit yeah that's (laughs) I gotta go you know yeah so we go then we go back to Cape Fest where Jen is sitting on her Un unpopped tent, <laughs> like a blanket around her. Like this is fucking rock bottom. Yeah. Okay. Um. And, and Ethan and Jack comes back, and and Jen doesn't see Ethan at first, but she's like, Jack, oh my god, thank God, I'm fucking she, stoked to see you. She says, Oh, thank God, you're back from your stock. I mean, yeah. walk. Yeah. <laughs> Way to be a wingman, Jen, because she sees Ethan as like, Oh God, and oh, like, <laughs> and Ethan's like, Oh, do you need help with this tent? And she's like, yes, okay. She says, please relieve me of my feminist delusions about the equality of the sexes concerning spatial relations. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which I love. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And listen, sometimes, Jen, I get it. You don't you can't do something and you got to let the men do it for you. And that's fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, And so here's where I had my note that, um, you know. Aaron and I have popped many tents um, and cooked dinner in the rain at one point in the middle Mm -hmm. of Montana. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, ladies can do all this stuff too. Uh, We we definitely did it. Um, Yeah. I've been on several multi-day camping trips. Yeah. Aaron loves to camp all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Julia less, less so. I like the being outdoors part of it. It's the sleeping on the ground and the not, and the not having a shower and a flush toilet. Those are my things. Yeah. Um, You can have a campground with that. mm. (laughs) I just, you know, here's the thing. I just want a cabin. It doesn't have to have nice expensive shit in it. It's just, it's got a toilet. It's got a, uh, you know, a shower, Mm-hmm. I'm happy to cook outside. I love the cooking right, outside right, right. part. I just oh, that's like one of the best parts. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, anyway, so that's my take on camping. Um, don't try to convince <laughs> me otherwise, please. You're not going to win. Um, so, Jack. Let's hear your take on camping. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. <laughs> please. No, please. Tell us great yeah, camping no, stories. Everyone in America is camping right now. So Yeah, except for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I'm sitting in an Adirondack chair. In, yeah. in South Central Los Angeles, pretending like I yeah. get to go places. Um, so Jack takes genocide and is like, yeah. look, Ethan's stuff got stolen. Like, can he stay in our tent tonight? And then Jack is like, why don't you go walk around for a while yeah. and come back? Did you like scram? <laughs> and Jen's like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Like, are you joking? You're kicking me out. How would I just take the fucking car back to Graham's and I just pick your ass up in the morning? I mean, great idea. I that's think that's fair, a great idea. Fair, yeah. Fair. I a hundred percent. Sketchy ass music do. festival where people's shit gets stolen. Yeah. Well, and and Jen's like. So my thing is like, it is kind of shitty what Jack does, but also yeah, yeah. I also like really understand it. You know that no, he's totally. like, look. Um, and so Jen's like, he's like straight up about it, you know, yeah. like it is fucking shitty. And she calls him out like, are you getting me? Come on, you know, but like you also like you everyone's been there. So sure. When you're like 16. <laughs> Definitely. So Jen like then walks around and he sees Henry playing the guitar in the back of oh truck. Oh my God. He's that pals. guy. Guitar he, guy at the campground. He, he is. He is. He's definitely not singing. Um <laughs> But uh, he's but we're supposed to think he's singing, right? He's like a kind of gruff a- acoustic alternative like voice, oh and I gotta say he's singing a cover of Bruce Springsteen's "No Surrender," <laughs> um, a-, a song off the uh, the Born in the USA album. Uh, mm. So I mean, Springsteen can do no wrong in my mind yeah, yeah, yeah uh anyway so then we go back and jen's like shook she's like oh god i've not only did i learn he's a vegetarian but he can play a guitar and sing at the same time girl come to uc santa cruz <laughs> no it's like you don't want to fuck with that guy we will show you why that guy is not someone you want to be around <laughs> yeah it's like i know hello people like that yeah um i have like oh such- my god my friend he is an expert flute player so mm. he brings the flute to the campfire and it's like he'll be like what song and he'll play it on the fucking flute wow and like i mean i i know a lot of musicians so like it is fun you know when you have like a flute a guitar sure, like you sure. get the whole shit you know but <laughs> well, when you have people who are really good it's yeah. fun especially like- when somewhat you can take request there's always the guy who plays his songs oh, and no. you're like no 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 Freebird. Yeah, yeah. You just want to get request, you yeah. know. It's yeah. just like <laughs> Yeah. So I always whenever I think about this scene with Henry, I always think about the dudes who used to hang out at the quad in our college. Yeah. yeah and like yeah. sing I just remember one guy used to sing the sweater song by Weezer all yeah. the goddamn time. And I was like, is that guy gonna learn a fucking second song or what? Probably not. I don't I think, mean, he, I think still he doesn't know a second song. Yeah, we were in Big Sur during quarantine and my friend was like, you got any requests? And I was like, how about Kylie Minogue? And he still like knew it. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I know. It's just like, Give that's the what people what they want. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we go back then to the rehearsal where Pacey yeah. is like doing this scene. And this timeline's weird because it was dark with Jen. Yeah. And, but yeah. okay. So... 
The director keeps stopping Pacey and giving him just absolutely terrible directions. Yeah, like it's super weird. I mean, Pacey is kind of like not delivering his lines, but he needs direction for right. sure. Like you can tell right. that like he he's ready, but like he needs someone to be like, okay, here's what you need to do. <laughs> and Mr. Broderick's like, you you need to be louder and angrier. And Andy's like, hey, hold on, let me like try to communicate. Yeah, I think this. what Mr. Broderick is saying yeah. is, and he's and like, Mr. No. Broderick's a fucking piece of shit. Just he, you know, just shuts her down. Yeah. He does it again, like Pacey does it again, and Mr. Broderick is like, yes, like it's better. And it's yeah, not he's like, it's terrible. Louder and angrier. And and Pacey starts yelling this line. It's like it actually is jarring to hear, yeah. you know? And like And then Mr. Broderick says, like, oh yeah, like that, yeah, but you were like gesticulating. That. And Pacey uh-huh. goes on this riff, like, gesticulating me never. I mean, sometimes in the privacy of my own home, like make a masturbation <laughs> joke about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where Andy stops him and is like, Pacey, that's, that's it. That's it. That's perfect. Like that's what this is sarcastic vibe. And Mr. Broderick is like, basically like, shut up, bitch. Yeah. He's like, you know, look, no, you're confusing my actors. And, and like Pacey, you can see him kind of start to bristle at that. Yeah. Because he's got a hero complex. We know this, you know, and he also like still loves Andy. So he's like, don't fucking talk to Andy about that. She's a fucking goddess. Like she's super talented. Like you do not need to speak to her like that or like frankly any other woman you know yeah and so he kind of gets like super aggressive like super angry and louder you know and and like does the scene and it's very yeah yeah Um, and he kind of yells in another girl's face which i was like whoa 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 (laughs) but they're acting so it's okay yeah yeah um that was sarcasm so anyway at the we go back to the camp and jack and ethan are like in the tent yeah and jack and ethan's like you know your shirt's cool for me to like use jen's sleeping bag yeah and jack's like oh yeah she's not coming back for a while and ethan's like is she an old girlfriend yeah and jack's like no but we got set up once yeah and ethan's like yes school dance and it's legit like how'd you know and you're like what what else would you have been said that's how it works you know (laughs) okay and then he's like you know oh this there's the scene of like the corsages and punch and all the trappings of straight dumb until you realize you both like boys and Mm. then ethan just like gets into a sleeping bag and is like okay good night and jack's like wait yeah jack's like wait what like you don't want to stay up and talk you know yeah and you're kind of like, oh, Jack, like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, because Ethan's like, dude, like, I'm tired. And there's like it's 20 like, we brand- have a big day ahead of us tomorrow. Like, you okay, know, he and, says like- 20 bands starting at daybreak. And I'm like, what the fuck is this concert? Yeah. And starting how long at are daybreak? Sets? How long a set is like, that? The, the, that shit starts at like 11 noon. Yeah. You know? And there's way more bands than that. Yeah. So anyway, then we go over to Henry. And Jen sort of goes up to him and is like, your music was so great. And Henry yeah. is like, not yeah, having she, this. Yeah, she's like, I didn't know you could sing. Yeah. And then he starts getting angry again and yelling at her. Yeah. He's like, you don't know anything about me. You're yeah. Like, and Jen's like, like, you guys just met. <laughs> and Jen's like, look, I want to talk to you. And and Henry's like, you know, you can't keep trying to be my friend and then pushing me away when my feelings scare you. And mm. at this point, I'm like, yeah, Jen, you should absolutely leave this right now. Yeah, because it's like, 
I mean, it's like, he's right. He's basically saying like, look, I don't want to be your friend, you know? And I think people are in their right to say that if you have, a, if you like someone and you, they say like, let's just be friends and you don't want to do that, then you're like, well, I, that's not what I want. So see ya, you know, and that is what it is, you know? Yeah. But his anger towards her, like, I just haven't seen her lead him on. Right. And I think like, I haven't seen her do any of the things he has said, you know, like I would love to hear a male perspective on this. So again, you can email us about this, but like, I haven't seen that. I haven't know? seen her lead him on either. Like uh, the only thing you could even say is that she asked him to the gala, but she made yeah. it very clear when she was asking him that they were going as friends. Yeah. And anyway, so she says she misses, then she says she misses him, which like, I, I truly don't understand. Yeah. She, she finally admits like, look, I do miss you. I'm, I miss the way that you looked at me mm-hmm. and it made me feel valued. And I'm just like, girl, Woo. And Henry's like, yeah, but I don't miss the way that you never looked at me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's valid. I I absolutely think that this is a valid conversation. I think. And like the thing that Jen says. And I think it is true because it's like, look, Jen, this guy likes you. He's not interested in being a friend. So don't pursue a friendship with him. Right. And I think the thing that Jen says about like, I miss the way you looked at me like that. Like, I think as Mm -hmm. as as much as I have a like reaction to that. I think it's really real, particularly when you're 16. Yeah, and particularly of Jen. And particularly of Jen, you know? I don't know. I think it's a really honest statement about herself, you know? And, like, you know, I'm going to get into it later. But, like, yeah, yeah totally. And so, so Jen's, like, you know, he says, you know, every time you walk by, I lost myself. Do you know what that feels like? And Jen's, like, no, I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And then Henry starts yelling at her. Yeah. And he's like, you couldn't possibly know what it feels like to have that person not have the same feelings back, which I don't. I just I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's untrue. Know enough about Jen. But like also we did like kind of see her like with Dawson, like Dawson and he didn't like her back in second season, you know, and like, you know, we've definitely seen a lot of. (laughs) Yeah. trauma Jen's gone through with men you know or even with Chris Wolf like she did lie to him but like you know we kind of got the vibe that like she did want a little bit more she was expecting uh-huh. a little bit more from their encounter you yeah know? yeah so like it's kind of like I mean like every 16 year old has yeah. had it both ways like, absolutely every human eventually has had it both ways yeah. you know and Jen's like you know I'm sorry you miss how I look or, or Henry says I'm sorry you miss how I look at you but like I don't miss how you never looked at me yeah. And I was like, okay, this is a great time for y'all to go your separate ways yeah. and like be done with this. Yeah. Seems good. We'll see. So we go back to Dawson's room. Who this scene. And, and Joey- Dawson is taking, yeah, Joey comes in the window and yeah. she finds Dawson taking down all of his Steven Spielberg posters. Mm-hmm. And she gets scared that he's changing. Yeah, she's like, say it isn't so. And yeah, and and she asks about his, if this is about his parents. Uh-huh. And Dawson's kind of like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah. And then he tells her he knows all he knows is that he was at Nikki's house and it hit him that the kid who hung these posters up is not the person I am anymore. Like, I don't see the world the same way. And I don't know what I see now, but it's not this. And, and then Joey gets extra. Joey kind of loses it. She's like, Nikki, your mortal enemy? And I'm like, 
whoa, whoa, bitch, that's how you see it is female contemporaries are enemies. Well, it's just one of these things where I'm like, you know, they kind of had a snit earlier with him and the camera. But like on what fucking planet has Nikki been his enemy at all? Or like, OK, maybe enemy kind of because like, they're like childish, rival. you know, and yeah. it's like, you know, but like a mortal enemy, like she hasn't done anything to him. Like people are dead to you when they're like. They deserve yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so and you just like t- checked out a camera for a month. Like, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, Are I you know. fucking kidding me? Which Dawson kind of says. Like, he's yeah. like, she's not my worst enemy. And like, and then he gets mad at her. He's like, have you missed everything I told you? Which like. No, I think he's being right. Because he finally tells her how he's feeling and she like kind of dismisses him right because and and i said you know it's fair like like the things that he's told her just that he just told her you know Mm -hmm. she seems to not listen to now he hasn't told her a ton like about what he's feeling with his parents or like what he's going through he's Mm -hmm. told her two sentences so she also has a point but like joey says like you know i never thought i'd say this but you're such a sellout and i'm like what first of all what the fuck does that mean here like that's what i mean is she's being an asshole that's a shitty thing and like in the 90s being a sellout was like such a fucking gut punch it was such an insult and like i just just kind of like yeah it's just like okay she's like you're being a sellout and you're like how why what well and just like these two just hold each other back constantly and it's fucking exhausting i want to move forward from my childhood my childhood room had all these posters like i'm he's saying to her like that's not me anymore i'm like that little kid anymore i want to move forward and she's like you're selling out right you're like what like so growing up is selling out (laughs) i mean to be quite honest with you, Aaron, yes, growing up is selling out because yeah. like you kind of have to. So yeah, you, you have know. to give up that like innocence where you think that the world's going to work out. You know, right. <laughs> um, it sucks. And but- he's kind of like, "Fuck you!" And she's like, "What? Eve comes to town. You fucking turn into a lap dog. And then here comes Nikki, and you're just tossing out." And she says this: "You're tossing out your identity," mm-hmm. which is <laughs> bananas. I mean. Uh- the fact that she says that to him is just yeah it's like so interesting to like see how you know jack and ethan are talking about what being gay is to their identity Mm -hmm. and then joey's here like telling dawson what his identity is and that's like he hasn't said he's not going to be a filmmaker anymore he's just saying he's taking out posters in his room right so like his room is part of his identity well, and like i mean here's here's the thing here's the place where i give joey space we've talked a lot about how this the Leary household is Joey's safe space mm-hmm. and like, and possibly not anymore after the end of season two, but like that, that it, it, this has been her safe space and Dawson's mm-hmm. room particularly has been. And so I get like in a certain way, the thing that happened in the living room with the no furniture is yeah. kind of what Joey is walking into in her mind. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That all of a sudden she walks into this room and it's like, all the shit's gone yeah <laughs> that, like, and she didn't get like an explanation in advance like she's right. like let me it's like a gale like let me explain it to you after it's already happened exactly exactly and so there's like a part of me that like wants to give her a little bit of space mm-hmm. but also like this is dawson's room and he's changing it and you're fucking 16 years old like that people change their rooms when they're yeah. 16 people change their rooms when they're 36 but like you know it fucking happens yeah. and like he just calls her out he's like fuck you if i even talk to another woman you attack me 
Which is, you know? yeah, it's Which true. Is like, it's true. And I'm like, I wish they like always talk about how they have these mind blowing conversations. And you're like, this could be a conversation, not a right. screaming match, you know? Well, right. And like, my thing is like, I get that sometimes, particularly in high school, you get stuck in these like prescribed roles mm-hmm. and like your friends, like, like you like your friend group is like, but that's who you are. Like yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. one we come to for this. And mm-hmm. like, that's partially why a lot of us outgrow our high school friends yeah, is yeah, because yeah, yeah. like when you're young like that, people are like, but we can't possibly think of you in another way. And you're like, okay, great. Well, I'm going to go over here and behave in a yeah, different well, way. I just want to like grow and change. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, fine, that's a part of growing up. But like, uh, you do need friends that will let you grow. And like this friendship between the two of them right now, like neither of them are being able to grow. No. At all. No. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, fuck off. I talked to another woman, you attack me. And mm-hmm. she's like, fuck you. Like you, you know, or he's, you know, what about like when other dude comes into my life and he's like, yeah, I never asked you about Mr. Ivy league. Like I'm the one with integrity. I'm civil. I'll ha- I'll remind you that he melted the fuck down when I he know. thought she and Pacey were together. I completely agree with you. Yeah. So, I mean, so I think they're both wrong. Like, I th- I think, like, this, to me, shows a side of Joey that I'm not particularly thrilled with. Um, well, I mean, it just shows, like, their class experience. Joey sees something and she will be angry, you know, and she will show that anger. Dawson sees something and he'll be angry, but he'll hide it. Right. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think that's true, but also I think like the two of them just have this, are locked in this thing where they're just Mm -hmm. holding each other back. Totally. That's, I mean, they just want, and they're not giving each other what they need, you know, like Dawson's like, I want you to be comfortable with me talking to other people, getting, having other friends, you know? Yeah. And, and then Joey reveals like, yeah, that's the fucking point. You never asked me about AJ. Like, how do you think that makes me feel? Right. Like, I don't want your silence. Like, I actually want you to ask, like, just even the basic question that I've asked you of like, oh, who is this guy? You know, like, how do you feel about your mom taking all this? Like these basic questions, like you don't even offer me that basic first question, let alone like a follow up and a challenge, you know? Yeah, because Dawson says that like the thing that he's doing by not asking her about AJ is like civil, and the thing that she's doing is uncivil. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's like um, white man. Like, no, no, it's a gentleman's agreement. Yeah. We're being civil here. And yeah. you're like, fuck you. Yeah. And fuck like, you. and like, my thing is like, I think they should maybe stop speaking for like approximately one year and then yeah. like come back and see how things have gone. Yeah. Because they're because because Dawson's like, like, you're yelling. Yeah. That's not civil. And, and Joey's like, and you're so- yelling, too what i mean is like he sees her as being angry he's like you're yelling you're angry yeah and then she points out like no no you're angry as well yeah why is this something that's like held against me and you get to behave it while having the moral high ground about it yeah i mean i agree i I think that i agree Uh, you know and joey basically goes so what dawson out with the old and with the new huh have fun and like of course that is joey's like insane not insane sorry that's joey's like real trigger that Mm -hmm. she is going to be left behind by her Mm -hmm. friends and by dawson um and she leaves 
And I gotta tell you, I've never felt so old because I'm like, girl, you rode all the way down here to fight for five minutes and then you're going to row all the way home. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I mean, he's shook at being called out for not practicing what he preaches, you know? Yeah. But like. No, they're both. I think they're both being terrible to each other. And like really, truly, like they they have they took like this very seemingly short break from each other. And I don't think it was long enough. Yeah. I mean, to be quite frank. You know, it's it's very similar. Like we're watching Pacey and Andy try to pursue a compromise, whether it's friends or just like not adversaries and also watching, you know, post breakup and also watching Mm -hmm. that with Joey and Dawson. And like they both have their angry moments, but like. I don't know, like just the the side by side comparison. You're like, oh, like again. I think you just see Andy and Pacey talk about their feelings more. I think they're better at talking about yeah. their feelings, and I think Andy they were just, as a couple because yeah, they were mean. Where Andy's like, you need to quit, you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I would say that to someone, but you're also like, oh, why does he need to quit? Why can't you quit? You know, <laughs> like whatever. Well, yeah, like, and I, again, you know, it's fine. Like that's the whole point. But they're like straightforward and upfront. Yes. And, and like I said, they, they, even in their relationship, were better at talking about what their feelings actually were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even the car scene, your favorite car scene, you know, mm-hmm. it's like these, these are people that, you know, we, we had a real moment where it could have all fallen apart. And like, yeah, we talked through what the actual feelings behind how the behavior was yeah. and got through that. And like yeah. Dawson and Joey really, I mean, except for when he reads her diary, what she absolutely should have left him for. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, that's the only time they really talk through anything. And really, all it is, is like Joey just forgiving him without him really apologizing in any like significant way. And so, you know, we'll get to later. (laughs) We will. Um, So Joey leaves. Dawson shuts his window behind her. Mm -hmm. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. So the next morning we go back to Cape Fest where Ethan and Jack are waking up and Mm. getting out of the tent and heading out to look for coffee. And and Ethan's like, they're about to go their separate ways. Ethan's basically like, okay, see ya. See ya. Yeah. And he's annoyed. Ethan's annoyed that Jack isn't asking for his number. Right. And then Jack's like, well, I'm confused. Jack's like, like, you're fucking confusing me. Like, what is happening? <laughs> right. You know? Which, like, props to Jack. Because yeah. it's just like, wait a minute. You're, like, you're giving me mixed symbol, mixed messages. Mixed and symbol, it's so yeah. similar to, you know, like I said, like, Jack's the Henry here. And Ethan's the Jen. Except for... <laughs> Jack is not... Jack is the one Jack that's is... being straightforward, much similar to Jen, which is why they're best friends, you know? Yeah. And Ethan's the one that's being, like, totally, like, you know, all, all over, the, over place. the place. Where it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, like, you know, you, like, want to be my friend and you're kind of, like, pursuing, like, this friendship with me. But then, like, if you want to be friends with someone, you could give them your number, too. Like, why does all these, like, things have to be put on me when I, like told you i never i don't know what i'm fucking doing like you know so like well and and, some slack here right because jack's like you know last night you didn't want to talk to me and now you want my number and i mean ethan uh, this is a logical thing is like look i was tired i wanted to sleep which like totally but then he kind of lied he admits he was lying about that but yeah but he's like you know that that has nothing to do with us being friends and jack is kind of like Like, friends friends? like you know like Like, that's not what i was hoping for yeah, like I'm interested in something more, you yeah. know, and 
And Ethan like admits he's scared to be with a newbie, which is where his fear is similar to Jen, where Jen's right. like, oh, like I have so much experience, you know, and you're mm. like, you know, and it, and that feels scary to me to like, sure. I remember what it was like to have my first time, mm. my first experience. And that feels scary to be the person who's ushering it up someone through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And for Jen, it's because she had such trauma with it, you know? Right. We don't, we don't know anything about Ethan, but like, you know, but Ethan's like, you know, you're just like not ready for like the thing that you're thinking about me for basically. And Jack stands is- up for himself and he's like, look, it's a big deal that I consider taking the next step with you. Mm-hmm. Like, Cut me some fucking slack, man. Like, again, it's like, you should remember what that was like, Ethan. Like, this is huge. Right. And Ethan's like, look, like, I, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not interested in you. But like, I'm if I'm going to stay in your life and I want to, I'm more likely to stick around as friends, which I actually like think is it's not that I don't think that that's true. It's that I kind of think it's bullshit. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in dating you, but I think that that's not a good idea. Well, I mean, this because speaks to like more the reality and the the thesis of this show is like, right. can you be friends when like there someone likes the other person? Right. You know, has romantic feelings towards the other person. Mm-hmm. Can you really be friends? Yeah, I think when Harry met Sally answered that for us. Um, no, but but it's true. And and Jack's like, you know, so you're interested in me? Like, yeah, because that's what he takes away is like, ooh, there's you're saying there's a chance, you know, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and Ethan's like, no comment. And yeah, like, so he's like kind of like reinforcing like, yeah, there might be a chance. I'm going to like hold this chance over you. Right. But while saying like, we're just friends, you know, right. Which is like what a lot of our characters do on this show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like really Pacey and Andy, to be honest, you know, Pacey yeah. is straight up like there. No, there no, is no there's chance. Not a chance. Like I am interested in you and I love you, but I'm not, not a chance. Right. And Jack's like, you know, well, I, you're the first guy that I was really ready to take that step with. And he says that he knows he should be discouraged, but he's optimistic knowing there's someone like you out there, which is fucking swoon worthy. Yeah. Jack yeah, yeah. sometimes just pulls it right out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Ethan, so he's then turning it, he's going to be like such a player. Oh, love it. oh, yeah. And Ethan then gives Jack his number and leaves. So like Jack does actually accomplish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. But also I think like because like on the one hand, there is a big stack in asking for someone's number, which Jack has never done. But he's also never had someone give him his number, right. which is an equally big step, you know? Sure. So, like, it, it, Ethan's withholding this other step, you know, as well, you know? So by giving him a number, that's huge. The, Jack will always remember the first time someone gave him his, gave him a number, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, I, I, I think there's something there where, like... I, I don't know. We don't know Ethan that well. I mean, I think this yeah. is the problem with both Ethan and Nikki is like, we don't know them that well. So like, it's hard to like judge intent in a lot of these situations in the same way that I think we can with our like more regular characters. Right. But like Ethan, I, I wish Ethan would just be like, look, even if I'm attracted to you, we're only going to be friends. Like, yeah. Or I, I mean, it's also like, he admitted he's nursing a broken heart. So you could even just say like, look, I'm coming out of a two year relationship. So like, like I'm I don't want you to be place. a rebound guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, I'm, I can't with that, you know, like there's totally just saying that is enough, you know, totally. Because I think that like, I think that Jack, like, 
I, I want Jack to have a gay friend. And I think that having a gay friend is really like important. Um, but also, you know, I don't want Jack to be in a position where he's like, okay, you know, we're f- quote unquote friends, but you know, I'm really yeah. trying to angle for something. Cause I think like what no, we've seen position, over and over again, that's the position Joey's in currently. Well, that's the position Joey's in currently. That's the position Jen's in right now. You know, like, yeah. I mean, they're all kind of like ha- struggling with this shit. And so I don't want Jack to have to be in it, you know, mm-hmm. so whatever. Yeah. So we go to the rehearsal space mm. at school and all the actors are sitting around and they're mad because Mr. Broderick isn't there. And they're like, I could be doing literally anything else but this, you know, and Pacey's kind of like, you know what, Andy, why don't you just direct like you're the one who has been giving us the best tips all along. Like, you know, I like. I believe in you, you know, and mm-hmm. it's sweet to see how he still can encourage her and like use his knowledge about her to like bring out the best in her, you know? Yeah. Cause like she, well, cause like she starts leading this rehearsal, right? She's yeah. kind of like, I'm going to, you know, like, um, okay, fine. Like I, I can. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've, I can do this. You right, know? right. Like, and I can sort of take on, um, I can sort of take on, you know, what Mr. Broderick was doing and actually do it better than he's doing. And, and Pacey does like yet again, give her this space mm-hmm. to do that. And I got to tell you, I counted, I tried to count how many people were in carpenter jeans <laughs> in this. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> lost count yeah lost you count. lost count at like the minkus character from uh boy meets world right <laughs> did you see him <laughs> yeah i did but it's like but and then andy's in cargo jeans um so <laughs> god cargo uh, jeans yeah cargo jeans oh my god I know. so then we see jen so so they start this rehearsal you know and it's just this nice little part of the scene where pacey really like gives something to andy mm-hmm um, and we see Jen then at the camp area and she comes back to Henry who asks her if she's lost yeah. and she's like, well, kind of, <laughs> yeah. and she apologizes for being careless with his heart, which like, I think is nice that she apologizes, but I also am not sure that she really needs to apologize. Right. Um, I mean, I think if she's interested in pursuing a friendship with him or anything else, she does need to apologize you know, and Jen's just sensitive where she's like, I hear you. So I think you need an apology here, you know? Right. And she tells him that she stayed up all night thinking about what he said and that Mm -hmm. like, she doesn't know what it's like to be in love. Um, and, um, you know, and she's just like, I'm, I realize like maybe I'm the immature one, like, you know, right. Right. And And like, and I'm kind of like, yeah, because you're realizing the truth about you is that your self-worth, like, shouldn't come from a way a man looks at you. <laughs> well, and like, I think like there's a way in which she is kind of, oops, she, my chin just hit that mic. Um, <laughs> she, there's a way in which she is like kind of the immature one of the two. Yeah. You know, she doesn't know. She's like, you well, know. she's still like, and we're going to see throughout this season where Jen has a lot of experience with sex, but zero experience with relationships and mm-hmm. what she wants out of a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And also she has 
an unhealthy relationship, like she says to him with like her self-esteem being tied to the way that a man looks at her. Right. You know, and that's from her own trauma, also from the way she was raised by her mom, mm-hmm. who is like that, you know, mm-hmm. and she, you know, hasn't found a way to acknowledge that about her and work on it, but also just admit that that's who she is and find a boundaries and healthy coping skills for that, you right. know, and like, you know, throughout this whole time, we know without a doubt that like she doesn't trust her instincts with men. Mm hmm. Right. Right. And I think I mean, and I think there's a way in which it's like, I understand that. And I understand like when someone delivers some kind of like real truth that you had never considered, like, of course, that would keep you up all night thinking about it. Sure. And I think there are plenty of times, particularly when you're 16, where you kind of have those realizations where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I hadn't even considered this. Um, And like, you know, she says, she he kind of he puts gives her an olive branch and he's like you know well do you want some coffee like how do you like Mm -hmm. your coffee you know and hands him this this hands her this olive branch of like okay maybe i get it that like you're not you don't know exactly what you're looking for and you know i don't look like the thing you thought you were looking for right so Yeah. And just like to her, she just scared of her experience, you know, and she's like this young kid. She's like, oh, hell no. You know, which like, you know, to our conversation last week, I respect her for being like, I'm way older than you. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think like that is a totally legit experience. Mm -hmm. Right. That like she's like, I have so much more. And she has trauma from older than her people so she's like oh like you know totally but she's also like you know i have so much more experience than you and like i don't know what that looks like to like shepherd someone through mm-hmm. their own inexperience and like i don't want like that's a lot of pressure yeah totally. and and she's not so so we go back to the rehearsal and like the director comes in and yeah it's like going amazing the rehearsal yeah yeah, yeah. like know? the yeah the stuff that's going on on stage is and like, we really hear great. like we hear like a slow clap, you know, yeah. and we're like, oh, no, we know what kind of asshole claps like that. Yeah. And Mr. Broderick stands up. He's there. Yeah. And Pacey and 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 he, so he's like, this was great. I knew it was going to come together or like or like whatever. Yeah. And Pacey's like, yeah. So Andy's been doing all this like great yeah. stuff with us and tries to give her the credit. Yeah. And the director's like oh, you know, I've done all these exercises with you that are stretching your range. And, like, the girl that's on stage with Pacey yeah. is like, no, it's Andy's, yeah. like, been so great. And the, the Mr. Broderick just, like, will not give Andy the time of day. Like, yeah. he's so awful to her. And he's, like, hearing none of it and, like, sends her off to go get the he set design. literally, yeah, he's like, go get the set design. Yeah. She brings him and he's like, this isn't what I wanted. And she's like, no, it is what you told me you wanted. And he's right. like, no, I didn't say that. This is, like, flawed. This is fucked up. Like, right. everyone's going to break the set or whatever. And then he just is, like, super dismissive. And he's like, um, to Andy, like, don't argue and just follow orders. Right. Because he's like, because Pacey continually tries to give her the credit. Like he tries to give it to her again after she goes off. Mm -hmm. And he's and then like she she, gets so she storms off and and Pacey goes to follow her, you know. Right. And they're in the hallway and he he's like, you know, trying to talk to her. And she legit says, like, I can't work under these conditions. Yeah. I'm like, girl, 
Yeah, get yeah. out of there. That's I think what it's we're a great dismantle- idea. We're yeah. trying to dismantle that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like literally call your senators and say, like, let's get a federal definition for toxic workplace. Yeah. yeah. Give businesses a liability. Totally. And Pacey's like, I mean, look at uh, no, every we, we, single no, educator at, at Capeside High. There's ex- no legal term currently for toxic workplace. Let's make one. Sure. But like, but like, this isn't even a workplace. This is a high school. Um, so it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. let's fucking every educator at Cape side high should probably be fired and then rehired. Like other people rehired. Totally. Um, but so Pacey's like, okay, okay. Like I'll quit. And and he's like, no, that's like, not the point. that's, it's not you. (laughs) Like, you know, like it's that fucking piece of shit. Like you're not, you're actually good. And like, we're actually like doing fine. Like I'm fine with you being right. there you know um and and he's like you know i know that guy's a jerk but you've got to stick it out which like, i don't love him saying i know i completely agree with you and then he says i need you mcphee and i'm like that's actually kind of some manipulative shit pacey yeah no i mean like again like all of these characters are trying to navigate being friends with yeah. an imbalance of of like you know yeah. or one of the persons in these partnerships likes the other one more like has romantic feelings yeah. you know yeah and and he's kind of like a little bit manipulating her and i i just like i i completely agree i was like what is this scene what are we supposed to take away you know mm-hmm. and and she's like you know he's like so what's the verdict are you gonna do it and she's like no yeah i'm not gonna fucking do this right and he is like oh yeah okay i knew you were gonna say that okay so neat see you next time and he like runs away right and because he yeah because she's like no i'm not going back there i'm not going back there and he's like okay okay i'll see you at rehearsal i'll see you then like he's kind of like walking away from her as she's like i'm not going pacey i'm not going pacey and he's like see you back there see you back there and i'm just like what is happening in this scene i know like what's the like on the one hand you're like okay like we know that pacey knows andy the best Right. You know, and so he were maybe supposed to think that he knows that she needs like a little bit of pushing maybe or something like that. But like, also, you're like, no, this guy's treating her like shit. Just let her go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's an odd. It's odd. But whatever. I mean, I, you know, you kind of like get it because it's hard because Pacey's like, look, you're actually really good at being a director. And like, this is a skill you didn't know. And you're being pretty brave to like, try something new, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like, and so I want you to continue this. I don't want like a man to stop you, (laughs) you know, but also you're like, fuck man, these educators at Cape side high. Yeah. And, and I know, I mean, these educators at Cape side high are just, it's just stunning how bad they all are. I completely agree. With the exception of principal green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we just leave Andy standing all alone. Yeah. And And then we go back to Cape fest, to Cape fest and Mm -hmm. Jack and Jen comes up to Jack and they talk about how the night went, you know? Yeah. And she's like, I'm kind of like stoked that like you dumped me for a dude. Yeah. And, and, and like she's like but you know it seems to have backfired like this attempt to hang out with ethan Mm -hmm. and jack's like yeah it turns out the gay version of the let's be friends speech is the exact same as the straight version yeah (laughs) yeah it is yeah and like jen's like so this the the fact that you were rude and insensitive and sent me away all alone like into the night all alone was for nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like well yeah 
and like he's kind of like wait what the, what's what's with this positive vibe because <laughs> he asked for forgiveness and she immediately gives it to him she's yeah, like yeah yeah um and and says that I love this line. She says it's a happy turning point when a girl's gay best friend dumps her for another boy. Yeah. And I'm like, you should make a greeting card for that, really. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, then John's, Jack's like, you know, what's this like? You're like so happy. Yeah. And you're like all mad last night. And now what's going on? And she tells him she's like, I, I met someone when you sent me away into the <laughs> fucking dark ass night. Yeah. And and he's like wait what like a new friend Ooh, yeah. and she's like he's like is it anyone i know and she's like she's definitely like, yeah, definitely know him and he's like "Ooh, oh my god tell me everything and yeah. she's like no way <laughs> and it's like all cute like kind of like it just cute vibe yeah it's really sweet um so we go back then into dawson's room yeah the window's open and dawson's laying in his bed with empty yeah. walls all the film parana- paraphernalia is gone so yeah. it's kind of empty it looks yeah. real empty in there and joey knocks on the window and asks if she still has ladder privileges which i kind of love right yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like i suppose so i um, know and he's still like kind of grumpy towards her he's yeah. like i guess you know yeah. yeah and like i don't know whatever and she like sits down and she hands him a John a poster. Lennon poster. Yeah. The Imagine cover. So it's a, it's got a line drawing of John Lennon's head. Yeah. In and rainbow colors. I got to say, so this poster played a big role in our, has played a big role in our I lives. Know. Yeah, yeah. So Aaron. We're going to get to it later. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and she rolls it up and out and she explains to him, like, remember mm-hmm. that summer when we found your parents Beatles album, mm-hmm. you know, and like, we just sat on the porch and we listened to it over and over. And like, we just like, we had that youthful innocence, you know, we had like right. so many things that we were excited about. Right. And, and Dawson says that Graham's kept yelling at them to turn down that hippie music, which I yeah. fucking love. <laughs> And she says, you know, you know, Dawson, you weren't about like you wanted to be John Lennon. You wanted to write songs and change the world through music. And Dawson's like, you know, I did like questioning. I did. And then Joey's like, yeah. And you weren't just about Spielberg. Yeah. Like you weren't limited. You were about all these things. And I just like wanted to remind you of that. And so this is where I think Joey does get him so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there are these moments where she really does. And part of it, I think, is because of their like shared past where she mm-hmm. can really is the only person that can do something like this mm-hmm. and say, like, let me remind you that like this isn't the person that you are, this person that you think you are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much more to you. And like. And I think yeah, that's I mean, really nice. I, it's very similar to what happened last episode where she's like, I was there when you picked up a film camera and like, you know, she like as an old friend can do, they remind you of all these moments from your past and kind mm-hmm. of like give you a, a little bit perspective on who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it just boils down to like what your definition of knowing someone is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think she, I think she does know him obviously, but just more, through history you know absolutely i mean i think that's a fair that's a fair like caveat to put on that um but i but i like that she's like hey i actually do know even if i don't necessarily know what emotions are happening with you Mm -hmm. even if i don't know what you're feeling like i do know how to help you get through it right you know yeah because i guess just for me like again like as someone whose parents aren't divorced i could never imagine myself personally being mad if my friend didn't want to talk to me about their 
that experience, you know? So it's just kind of, even if it was a best friend, like obviously, you know, you're like, look, again, I could only give you so much on this. Like I, that must fucking suck. Like I completely agree, but like I can only, um, sympathize with you. Like I, I cannot relate, you know? And, and, and that's exactly it is I think like, I think there's a part of growing up where you realize that like you don't have to be all things to the this like mm-hmm. quote unquote best friend. I mean, also I'll yeah. say it again: best friend is a tear, not a person. Yeah, exactly. But um, but you know, it's like there are. And also, you need to know that like sometimes you want sympathy, sometimes you want empathy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's sometimes like what you want you... advice, sometimes you just want an ear. You know, yeah, exactly. Like... And that's like what you spend years training your partner to figure out and know. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Well, and also it's like, it's the thing you spend years sort of like butting up against, you know, yeah, I, exactly. I used to have this fight with my mom a lot where like yeah. she would give me advice and I would be like, I don't fucking I, want advice. advice. I just want right you to now. listen. Yeah, no, exactly. And like then I would, my ex-boyfriend and I would fight about that all the time is like, <laughs> I didn't want your advice right now. I just want you to say like, babe, that sucks. That you sucks. know, like, and it's like, I think like, I remember having this like heart to heart with myself being like, why do you keep putting yourself in this situation? I know, you would always call me and be like, why do I call my mom? I should have called you, you know, right. or like, and like it's that, like, yeah. And it's, it's not, I mean, my mom gives amazing advice. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. great at it. Yeah, but that's the thing is like, why you fight with your partners about this? Because you go to them for like a breath of things versus like why you have a tier of people on your privy council. Because if you want someone to be your cheerleader, I'm going to call that person. If I want someone to give me advice from like someone who's known me for my whole life, I'm going to call that person. If there's someone who I want to give me advice who knows me really well as adult me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just the different parts of your identity and who you are, like that those are the people that you seek counsel from, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, she fucking sits down and she (laughs) apologized. And like, I think she should apologize. Absolutely. I completely think she needs to apologize. And she's like, look, I know I have an issue with my jealousy Mm -hmm. and it can get in the way. And like, sometimes I might yell, but like, I know that you hear me, Mm -hmm. you know? And she says like, I hear you even if you're quiet. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if I think that's true that she hears him. <laughs> I think it's true sometimes and uh-huh. not at other times. Yeah. I think that and, and I think in both directions. I think sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. she yells and he she he doesn't hear yeah. her what she's actually doing or what she's actually like mad or sad or whatever about. And I think she sometimes hears does you know, he's sometimes quiet and she doesn't hear that. Yeah. So but I do think like particularly in this instance, like I think they both get it. Yeah, yeah, in each yeah. other and so like I think there are times when they really connect like this and times when they don't yeah because even in their yelling they were being straight up of like yeah. like yeah I am jealous <laughs> there's another yeah. girl here fuck yeah and also like just because you didn't you're jealous too you just display it differently I display my jealousy with anger you display it by like being completely silent mm-hmm. and like both of them are fucked up because this is a part of like for Joey it's like this is a part of my life and I want you to ask me about AJ, you know, and Dawson's like, this is a part of my life. And I want to be able to just like be straight up and tell you about like other friends I have and like other experiences I'm having with those friends, you know? And so they're, they're both in the right about being mad. 
totally that they're not giving each other what they want and I think it's really mature of her to admit that she got jealous and reacted. I mean, like, completely. look at, completely. we all fucking do shit like that. And like, yeah, to be able to admit, like, look, this hit something in me totally. and I reacted to it. And yeah, like, without a doubt. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the first step to getting boundaries and getting coping skills is admitting you have a problem, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, good for her, you know? Yeah. And like it, you know, I hate this about Dawson, but he doesn't take that space to apologize to her. He was yelling at her, you know, yeah. and we know he comes from an uh, anger filled household. Yeah. So like maybe he doesn't think that he needs to apologize, but he does. Yeah. And he called her out and was hypocritical. He's like, you're angry. You're yelling. Right. It's like you're angry and you're yelling as well. Yeah. And he, you know, it's like. Like yeah. he doesn't think he has to practice what he preaches mm-hmm. and he doesn't think he has to apologize when his obsession with morality and integrity is untruthful, you know, when he's not, he's not practicing that. Yeah. And I think like, I think he also, I think he's still like kind of hurt um, about like, just about his parents and stuff like that. And so maybe is not like in a position where he can apologize yet. Um, You know, just knowing sort of Dawson's how he works, it seems like he has to like be kind of further down the road before he can really step in and be like, okay, I do need to apologize. Um, But I mean, they do take this beat where they kind of just look at each other and she says like, I know what's going on inside of you is huge. And like, you don't need to share it with me, but I want you to share it with someone and sort of like, in this, not in a shitty way, gives mm-hmm. him permission. You know, like, yeah. it's not like a, I grant you permission yeah. to go well, do this. Well, she's not saying you're free. Right. She does not saying that. She's saying. But she's kind of saying that. But she's saying, like, like you know. You're, she's like. You're allowed. Essentially being like, I know I have jealousy and I have issues and I'm going to try. I'm going to make a promise to you that I'm going to work on that. And I want you to know that like I'm working on that and I want you to have other friends and find people that you can talk to about this. Right. And I encourage that. And I want you to do that. You know, if I'm not the one for you, then someone else is, you know? Mm -hmm. And And so he doesn't answer her though. Yeah, I know. Sorry, it's, it's very... like very I just think it's super insightful of her to be like, look, OK, if I can't be the person for you that you need, you need to find someone else. Yeah, I agree that it's very insightful of her. And and I think I think it's big of her to mm-hmm. say to be like, you know, OK, like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then he doesn't answer her, which I think is actually really fucked that he doesn't yeah. he doesn't say anything. He just says, can you give me a hand putting up the poster? Mm hmm. And we get the opening piano of Imagine by John Lennon, which is one of my favorite songs. Um, And I think we're just supposed to think like, oh, Dawson's the silent one. And she reads his silence, you know, because she says that, you know. And on what planet is Dawson the silent one? (laughs) I mean, he doesn't talk about his feelings. All their feeling communications have always been nonverbal, you know, and like. I, I think that he, of, of all of our characters, he struggles the most to um, be vocal. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he is the silent one. Um, but I honestly think that holds him back. You know, I agree to I agree. I agree with that. Um, so they put the poster up and step back to look at it. And Dawson asks Joey if she thinks John's will inspire him to walk his own path. Mm-hmm. And Joey says this really nice thing to him. He, she says, you've always walked your own path. You just needed to widen it a little bit. 
Yeah. And then she tells him that he should be on the lookout for his Yoko. Um, and Imagine keeps playing as we yeah. fade to What black. do you think that means? I don't know. I, I was watching... Sorry. Because, like, people talk shit on Yoko and you're like, I don't know. Like, what? Like, okay. Like... They seem to have, like, an amazing, dynamic, loving relationship and, like, created all this beautiful art together and, like, we're huge collaborators. I mean... But, like, the the cultural narrative is, like, she broke up the Beatles. Well, so I, I was... Someone had a Twitter rant about this the other day. I can't remember who. About, like, fuck all of those, like, 90s sitcoms that used to, like, get down on Yoko Ono for breaking yeah. up the Beatles. And basically, like, you know that this was some misogynistic crap that like Beatles fans can't collaborate, you know? Well, and, and it was like, you know, my thing is like, I I don't know if that's where the territory we were going into here, Mm -hmm. you know, with John Lennon, with like, you got to find your Yoko. I actually kind of think it was more like, I mean, if if anyone's going to be as Yoko, it's going to be Nikki, right? Like this person who could collaborate with him and could do Mm -hmm. these film things with them. I I kind of think it was just more of a like, you know, um, I don't know, kind of a throwaway button to be quite honest. Like it seemed like a little throwaway button on the end of the episode. Yeah. Well, they're like, I mean, we obviously can't have a John Lennon poster without mentioning Yoko. So (laughs) that's what we're going to do, you know? And you're like, okay. Okay. You know, because like, yeah, it's like either on the one hand, she's saying like, be on the lookout for your like life partner. They're going to collaborate with and make Mm -hmm. amazing things, you know? Or it's like, be on the lookout for someone who's going to destroy like, you know, this art band that made millions of dollars, you know? Yeah. I know. Should I tell everyone that I don't really like the Beatles? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can please email yeah. me email. That's fine. I don't like the Beatles that much. I mean, it's like anything when you see the original, you sometimes are like, eh. I, I, I will say. So I that's th- what I mean. It's like, to me, I'm like, it's like when someone's like, oh, the, you know, this movie, blah, blah, blah. And you watch it and you're like, well, it's it's been done, redone yeah, and, yeah. and made better, made more to my liking. So mm. this actually doesn't like really resonate with me. And that's always the way I felt about the Beatles is like, yeah, I I think that I love it when people cover the Beatles. Yeah. The Boys to Men's yesterday. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. Was stunning. I mean, that's the way I kind of feel about the Rolling Stones. The Sunday's cover of Wild Horses is like I mean, one of my on. favorite songs. Come you on. know, yeah. yeah. If you if you lived through the '90s, you can't not love that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, who are you rooting for? Okay, I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Andy. I'm I think rooting it's really for Andy. Brave of her to like, like I don't think we give her enough credit. We give Andy a lot more credit than other people would, but I don't think we would give her enough credit for how brave she is. She's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking be an assistant director. I have no experience, but right. you know what? I, I'm going to do that. Right. I, yeah. It's and so I fucking th- ballsy. I no, I, I agree. And I think Andy, I think, you know, I like the storyline for Andy and I like her kind of like grasping at something to hang on to. Um, mm-hmm. and really just trying um okay. i i'm rooting for jack um you know i think yeah like, i i think the thing that happened is like a big step for him and i'm totally. very excited for him and i think he's like good at being straightforward and not manipulative yeah i agree unlike henry you yeah know? yeah and i'm rooting for nikki <laughs> yeah Totally. Those are the people that I'm rooting for. Even Jen, not so much right now. I'm a little bit like, I mean, I love Jen. 
and I want the best for her, but I'm like, (laughs) I mean, I'm rooting for her because I think that her journey to come to terms with like how her self-esteem is rooted in what other people think of her Mm -hmm. and like trying to escape that. And I think that, you know, your journey to finding a way to fill your self-esteem is what you do in your childhood and like continue to do, but usually in your child, your, you know, teenage years. Mm -hmm. And she's on that journey right now. Yeah. I think she's like, I don't, don't, I'm scared to be with this guy and she doesn't trust her instincts, you know? And when someone like challenges you and you're like, stay up all night thinking about that, you're like, Oh my God. Like, you know, sometimes people will be like, if I can't stop thinking about them, then it means I love them. And you're like, it does it, you know, yeah. like, um, or like, it means I like them, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. does it, you know? So like, but those are the, that's the hard part is an adult looking down. I'm like, does it, it doesn't, but you know, but like you have to learn those lessons the hard way. Absolutely. And I like want Jen to learn that lesson, but also like, I don't think that Henry is the person for her to learn that lesson with. I think Henry's a manipulative asshole. I so do yeah. too. I think Henry's a piece of shit. So yeah. I so it's like I'm rooting for Jen on her own journey, but this mm-hmm. journey that is right now coinciding with Henry, I am not rooting for. Totally. So, completely agree. All right. All right. For our listener corner. Okay, so technically I'm a listener. So what did you, Julia, think about me having Imagine in my dorm room? Okay, I wrote a whole thing about this. (laughs) So this is the thing. (laughs) So Erin Hensley had in her dorm room, this is why the end of this episode, I want to say, is one of my favorite endings of any of the episodes. And partially because of what what sort of (laughs) how this John Lennon... (laughs) poster has sort of like permeated our lives Mm -hmm. since you know this aired so when I first met Aaron I remember you painting it so I knew you when you were painting this I don't remember exactly Mm -hmm. when you did it but Aaron painted on her dorm room wall the same line drawing Mm -hmm. head of John Lennon with lyrics to imagine which was not a song I mean I had heard it but it wasn't a song I really really knew at the time and I used to read it. I remember reading it every time I came into your room. I read those lyrics. Yeah, and I and I painted the lyrics too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or just one part. One but part, yeah. but but I every time I came into your room, which was a lot. I yeah. I, <laughs> I read those lyrics and I loved it, and I always would stare at it. And I I then spent years trying to find that poster. Mm. I, and I think they just made that poster for the TV show. Oh really? I checked every fucking head shop on Hate huh. Street in San Francisco, and I like. I, I couldn't find it. Huh. Um, and I kind of think if if Hate Street didn't have that poster, then no one had yeah, that poster. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I think, like, for me, it was such a... The lyrics of that song, I think, are so beautiful. And, and I mean, to be really honest with everyone, we played that song for my father as he was dying. Yeah. Um, it was one of the songs we played for him. Um, so it's a really important song to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do actually have an imagined tattoo. Um, it's a shepherd fairy drawing of these guns with roses coming out of them. And it says mm-hmm. imagine on the bottom. And, and like one of the things is like, I, I, I feel like really one of the reasons that I got the word imagine tattooed, which is not a part of the Shepherd Fairy painting, yeah, is like that painting in your room. It like tied yeah. it. It was it was such a like I don't even know if I can put into words how it made me feel, but I just remember reading those lyrics and being like, yeah, this is fucking it. I mean, that's a those lyrics are amazing. I wish yeah, yeah, you know, totally. it's like they're wishful thinking 
uh-huh. <laughs> but they're they're a wish that I like. They're a wish that I want yeah. to to be true. Yeah, and so so it means just an absolute ton to me. The end of this episode. No, totally. And my brother and I had a similar experience to Joey and Dawson, where we would listen to my parents' record. Mm-hmm. But just this song, the album itself, isn't that good? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think. You know? No, no, no. And it's again, not. we weren't we weren't Beatles fans. My brother and I, and mm-hmm. my parents, like we didn't have similar taste in music whatsoever. Um, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but, uh, we would listen to the, that song a lot and like, you know, yeah, it, I definitely remember this episode. And like, I think to be honest, this is when for me, the third season really takes off yeah, because okay. like Joey says to Dawson, like, you know, you're free like yeah 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 to find your own person to find some and so she's kind of like even she's mostly saying that to herself Mm -hmm. you know of like I can't be that person to Dawson so like I need to like find where I fit in this world you know and she's gonna go on her own journey with like broadening her her deep friendships with people, you know? And so like, it, it really is this like pivotal moment. And like, I think it's such an experience in, in your, like you said, when you're a kid, you, you're like, all right, I'm going to be something else. And you do these real, like left turns, Mm -hmm. like 90 degree things. Mm -hmm. As an adult, you don't really do that that much, you know, like you sometimes kind of, yeah, but it's a little bit more difficult and hard, you know? Yeah. And I just think that this song is like, I don't know. It's cheesy, but it's just, it's such a good song. It's a great song. It's a great song. And I think like, I think having that and having this moment between the two of them where they kind of get to let go of each other a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think you have to have those moments where you do kind of let go of each other a little bit. And like, I think this, this episode, I mean, I say it so much, but like this episode is such a setup episode for, Mm -hmm. and so it's not because of that. It's like not really my favorite episode of, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, I think it's down there at the bottom of my least favorite episodes of the season, but like I, the ending of it means a tremendous amount to me. Yeah. So totally. it, it is, it's, it's a very important episode for me personally at the end. Of yeah, it. totally. Yeah. Yeah. So we should just say at the end, like, you know, you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. <laughs> and I hope someday you'll join us and the world, and the world will live as one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope All so. All right. Yeah. Seriously. Keep dreaming. Yeah. World's dark, but keep dreaming. Yeah. You know? but there's glimmers of hope. Yeah. Yeah. So register to vote. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. Black Lives Matter. Mm. Defund the police. Yeah. <laughs> Arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. Yep. Yep. Thanks for listening. Um, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. Mm -hmm. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Killia for writing our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We want to remind you, you can pre-order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Critique. It's at the printer, and we can't wait for y'all to get it. It's super exciting. We want to shout out our uh, Julia's local bookstore, Skylight Books. Um, Please consider pre-ordering it from there. Yep. Um, Please like us, subscribe. 
write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. It helps us immensely when you do. And thank you to those who already have. Um, you can find me online at Peste1079 on Twitter or Instagram. We would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush, who normally records us and we can't wait to get back to. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, Rare Bird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at Rare Bird Lit. This has been a Rare Bird production. Mm-hmm.